Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, the dickens. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, welcome in. We've got some double shot power of our own here today. We're at Coach's Tavern. We're downtown with our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots for week number 15 and also a Tavern Tour stop where Tommy S. will join us here at Coach's Tavern coming up in a bit. I have a streak on the line. And I know, because Brent, who's going to join me in a second, our betting analyst, already brought it up, and others have brought it up, too. Oh, you talk all that junk. It's been five years since you've been sick, and you haven't been sick. Hey, the ugly head of sickness is coming at me, but I'm battling right now. I battled it yesterday. I've battled it all day today. I have slept. I took a 25-minute power nap in our parking garage before I walked over here. So I am battling this thing today. It's trying to get me, though. No doubt about it. Messing with the voice. Trying to get me. But I'm battling. And I know a lot of you, too. And by the way, shout out to everybody. I know a lot of people out there are dealing with it. And somebody you know very well is not here today. Kyle Unimark is out. Kyle Unimark, I think he's more um, of the... uh, crapping his pants variety right now he's <laughs> he's got a little stomach flu going i think luca handed off a little stomach flu or something to him so he is out today and a shout out to eddie garrison who is pulling back-to-back double duty for us this afternoon so we appreciate eddie and what he's doing for us we want kyle to get better i want me to get better because tomorrow's well we got something going on obviously a bud light blue friday we'll talk about but uh, i'm going into a weekend where it's, it's ready to go here cam by the way too where we need to feel better and i don't want to break this streak now this is the the non-hungover division because three years ago today i think it was either three years ago today or three years ago tomorrow i was an absolute mess in new orleans i was actually more of a mess than the colts were remember that was the day when drew Brees, drew Brees couldn't miss in that monday night game and I don't know how much of it I saw because I couldn't lift my head. Man, New Orleans, New Orleans pinched me on that day. It was ugly. It was. But that, that's, 
being hung over. This is, you know, a sickness is trying to get me, and we are certainly going to battle. I'll bring on our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, coming up in just a minute again. We'd love to see you at Coach's Tavern today. We've got these samples that are already flowing. Part of what I do here, and you guys can see this, is this Larceny Bourbon shot cures what ails you. So I don't know if there's any way that this ugly stuff that is trying to overtake me health-wise right now can battle the Larceny Bourbon, but we got a shot of that. We got uh, samples for you flowing this afternoon and a busy show for you. Uh, Pacers last night with a win. In fact, our uh, promotions guy, Zach, was just across the street, and Buddy Heald was coming out of his building right here, right? You know, Pacers, I think, are on a 3 o'clock flight right now to Cleveland. Well, they play the Cavaliers coming up tomorrow night. Pacers, it, it just seemed like last night all the guys that were, you know, a big part of Golden State, they just kept chipping away and leaving. Steph Curry with the shoulder. Draymond Green with a bad attitude. Mad. I'd be mad, too. Did you guys see his numbers last night? He was terrible. Turned the ball over like five or six times, too. He was, and he was still held, he was holding over mad from Milwaukee where he got that dude thrown out of the stadium the night prior. But he was mad last night. Steph Curry was going off. Here's the one thing. I completely get this. I get it that you are Steph Curry fans. Steph Curry is a generational player. And I'm not mad about that. I don't even I rarely make fun of it. All right? I rarely make fun of it. And and maybe because you're a fan of Steph Curry that also makes you a big fan of Golden State. Here's what I would have asked last night. When Steph Curry went out, I mean he was shooting the lights out. What do you have 38 had to leave whatever. But he was shooting the lights out. Everybody rocking their Steph Curry jerseys. Everybody was fired up. And you should. You should. I am back in the day, I didn't wear Pacer gear either. I rolled up here when Dr. J came to town. Seriously. I rolled up here when the Sixers came to town because I wanted to see Dr. J. I came here once upon a time when I was 12, I think 1981, 82, December of 81. I just had turned 12. Uh, One of the things, one of the few things I remember with my father, we rolled up here in the van uh, from Bedford on State Road 37 up here to watch the Lakers. That is when I watched Kareem Abdul-Jabbar never cross half court, and he played that game in Adidas low tops. (laughs) It looked like he just threw some shoes on before he came out there. But we always came to watch the other teams. Now, ideally, you don't want that. Thank you, Tommy. Yes, nowadays. Here's what I would ask. And again, you don't have to wait until next year now. It's not going to happen again until next year. But it's one thing when Curry's knocking down threes and everybody's excited. That's a Curry fan. I get that. But why do you care when Jermichael Green is knocking down threes or Dante DiVincenzo is knocking down threes? Like, those roars last night were as loud as the Curry roars. Come on, you don't care about DiVincenzo. You don't care about Jermichael Green. So that stood out to me last night. I've never gotten on fans for being fans. Or at least if I did back in the day, I think I've matured. I've grown up from that. So I've never gotten on fans for being fans. Because I remember what it's like, too. You know, we had the Pacers around here. Back in the day, no Colts football. I was a Bears fan. 
I would have done anything. All I ever wore, every elementary picture I have is a Bears Sears jersey, which is awesome, by the way, too. Bring that stuff back, Sears. I mean, I know Sears sucks right now. It's going down the toilet if it hadn't already gone down the toilet. But one of the great things besides tough skins, besides craftsman material, uh, they did great NFL gear. That's what we need back, the Sears NFL gear. There's not one elementary photo that I have going back in my years at Eastern where I was not wearing a Bears 34 jersey. So I understand where you're coming from. I just don't get it with Dante DiVincenzo. I don't get it with Jermichael Green. I guess that makes you a fan of Golden State. So if I was going to think anything was lame last night, it was that. Because when DiVincenzo was knocking down threes late in the fourth, those cheers were as loud as they were for Steph Curry before he exited with that bum shoulder. But you got to be a fan. You're going to be a fan. That's cool. Pacers get a win last night. The Pacers can be fortunate, can't they? Cam and I were talking about that a little bit earlier. No Clay Thompson. No Andrew Wiggins. And then as the course of that game went along, the main contributors of Golden State were going by the wayside. So, yeah, win last night. Benedict Matherin was awesome. He had nine straight at one point that really did save him, if you want to call it a savior. I tell you what really saved him. What saved him last night was Miles Turner. That challenge was savvy. That challenge was savvy because it kept him on the floor. He made one of two free throws after that challenge was deemed successful. But then he came down on Jordan Poole and erased that shot attempt. That is one thing you're going to see whenever Miles is going to get traded. And a lot of you are going to be really happy about that. The one thing you're going to see is it's going to be an absolute layup line to the rim every single game. It's going to drive you nuts, and then you're all going to come back to me and go, hey, you know what? You were right all along, but that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a layup line because even, even just thinking he's out there, these guys have their rearview mirror on. I mean, they're looking in their rearview mirror knowing that somebody is lurking on them. Here's another thing. Tyrese Halliburton had a fantastic bounce back last night. And I know that that's what, what players do nowadays. I can't remember when this first started. Somebody can help me. This is when I remember it. It probably started before that. But I remember in a Tom Crean IU offense. I remember Yogi Ferrell driving baseline under the basket and jumping in the air to make a jump pass out to the top of the key or to the wing. And if you remember, back when we grew up playing basketball, we would be running stair laps for doing stuff like that. If there was one thing you were not allowed to do back then, it was that. And now, that is a part of the passer's repertoire. Jumping up, nowhere to go, boom. That's one thing... And I think it was, it may have been Eddie Gill on the radio broadcast last night. And I can't remember if it was Eddie Gill on the radio broadcast or Eddie Gill at half. But he brought this up and he's absolutely right. And I was thinking the same thing. You can tell right now that the rest of the NBA, that NBA advanced scouting report is catching up with Halliburton because every time he jumps in the air, these guys are now staying home. And he has nowhere to go with it. And you can see a lot more turnovers happening because he jumps up into the air with nowhere to go. That is one thing, because not only do you adjust with the advanced scouting, uh, if you're the team doing the scouting, but then Halliburton, 
And the Pacers adjust to that scout, too. That's something I'll get to in a minute. We'll get to our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, Tommy S. at the Coach's Tavern coming up in just a second. But we do have news from West Lafayette, from Golden Black Illustrated. Tom Deanhart is with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So a lot of news floating around at West Lafayette today, huh, Tommy D? Man, do you have any eligibility left, John? What's that? Nobody, no, nobody, do you have any eligibility left? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Do you guys need me to come up there and show out in the Citrus Bowl? We need somebody to rush the pass here, maybe catch a few passes, cover some kicks. Yeah, pack your bags and come to West Lafayette, and then we'll take you to Orlando. I'm assuming that that was going to be understood. Was that all anticipated, this mass exodus of a thrower, catchers, rushing the passer guys? I mean, essential Purdue players not being a part of the Citrus Bowl? Yeah, it's kind of started catching wind of this uh, four or five days ago that O'Connell may not play. Charlie Jones, for sure, he was the first one we heard about. And then Payne Durham to a lesser degree. So uh, now it became reality. Um, <clears throat> O'Connell and Durham went public today. Uh, Jones hasn't, but Brian Brom confirmed that to the media today when he talked after practice. So, yeah, I mean, huge holes, John. And last week I reported that their number one cornerback, Corey Trice, had signed with an agent and wasn't going to play. And Corey took to social media today and sent out a goodbye tweet. And, John, there may be more bad news coming. Word is there's another prominent Purdue defensive player that's probably not going to play against LSU on January 2nd. Not surprising, though, right? So Now, how's this going to look? So because of this exodus, who's going to get this opportunity to play for Brian Brom in the Citrus Bowl? That's what it is, opportunity, right? He talked about that today. Austin Burton's going to start a quarterback. Of course, Austin started one game this year, led Purdue to a win against Florida Atlantic. Of course, remember, he came from UCLA. He's been on campus here for three years. So he's going to be the guy who starts. You know, tight end, they've got Paul Paferi. He's going to be the number one guy there now without Payne Durham. And then no Charlie Jones. You know, John, there's a lot of decent receivers at Purdue. You know, Sheffield and Burks. Yeah. Seen. Tracy, but you know what? There's nobody like Charlie Jones. So the guys they got, they've got some good numbers and bodies, but there's nobody of that playmaking ilk. I guess what I should be asking you, so how's the, uh, the exodus looking for Brian Kelly and LSU to this point? Have you heard anything there? Not, not, not really, yeah. I, I need to look into that. There was talk about his quarterback, Jaden Daniels, not playing. So I need to see what their exodus is going to be. I'm sure – they're going to lose guys early. It's LSU. That's, this is common practice there. So just always a battle of attrition at this time of year, and it's too bad when this is supposed to be the apex of your season. You have the rosters falling apart. And heck, for Purdue's sake, too, John, the coaching staff roster's falling apart. Yeah, well, I mean, you add one, though. Future Hall of Famer Drew Brees is in the mix <laughs> as uh, an assistant coach going in. Is this more a PR play, or is this legit here? I was told they didn't want it to come off like that. That's why he's really hired as an accountable assistant coach is how it was phrased. Accountable assistant coach, John. He can legitimately coach during practices, during the bowl game, and get this, he also can recruit. So uh, it's not just a ceremonial thing, although that's certainly part of it. 
But I think they wanted to put some teeth to this, uh, I don't want to call it a PR stunt, but they want to put some teeth to, to bringing him aboard on a temporary basis. So, hey, why not, right? What do you think it is? Is it more just an oh, wow effect for Boilermaker I, fans I, and for I, national I, headlines? I do. It's sort of like bringing out Santa Claus to make everybody happy. Um, bring out Drew Brees when times are tough. Um, sure, I mean, it's going to be cool to have the Drew, Drew Brees pick up the phone and talk to an 18-year-old high school kid and say, hey, I'm Drew Brees. Why yeah. don't you come to Purdue? But, oh, by the way, I'm going to be gone in, in a week. But still, I mean, why not? Well, you got nothing to lose your Purdue, right? Um, and he wants to do it. He loves Purdue. A great ambassador. So uh, why not? Plus, some of these kids on the current roster, the quarterbacks especially, are going to get a chance to have Drew Brees sort of whispering in their ear. And I'm sure he's going to send a message to try to keep this roster together, too, to, for, for some of the young guys to hopefully stick around, especially, John, that, that good young quarterback Purdue has from Gibson Southern who talked about Brady Allen. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I can't wait. So who is going to be? Who's going to be the quarterback in the Citrus Bowl? Yeah, again, it's going to be Austin Burton. And he's yeah. going to be the guy, again, like I said, he's a six-year senior, starting okay. one game this year. And But you know what Brian Brown said today, that his backup is going to be Michael Alamo, a redshirt sophomore. And Brian Brown said that Michael Alamo, they were going to try to get him some action too. Not so sure about Brady Allen. He may not be ready for this yet. but So maybe there's a chance Purdue plays two quarterbacks, you know, being Austin Burton and then maybe some dribs and drabs of Michael Alamo. Ryan Walters was introduced yesterday to the media as the new head coach of the Boilermakers. You and I thought that this was going to be a substantial offensive lean. It was not. I think the initial outcry from Boilermaker fans was one of questionable. But after that press conference yesterday and what everybody has read and heard and viewed regarding Ryan Walters, Tommy D., how's everybody think? Yeah, you know, you get some time to sleep on. I think fans have settled down. And I think, like you said, he was pretty convincing in that opening presser on Wednesday. He's a young guy, John, 36 years old. Right. Uh, still looks like he could play football. Very engaging. Checks a lot of the boxes. And uh, at least of the things I had heard about him leading into this thing. And I've had a chance to talk to several people who've worked for him or, or he's worked for in recent years. And, again, if you watched an Illinois football game this year, I'm sure the TV announcers were gushing about Ryan Walters saying how one day this guy was going to be a head coach. Well, it's happened. But, again, I was like you. I think a lot of people thought we would want to turn this over to a proven head coach. But Mike Bobinski did a 180 here. <clears throat> not only was not a proven head coach, but it's a guy from the defensive side of the ball. So now, John, the big question looms. Who's going to be the offensive coordinator, and what's his offense exactly going to look like? What do you think? Are they going to go big, notable? Because um, to me, it would seem you've got to go to somebody, don't you, that can you know, be really specific as far as, as offensively speaking. Because I guess everybody expects with Purdue, they expect you know, a, a great offensive philosophy, getting that ball down the field. Any idea the direction in which Tommy D they're going to go? I do think it's going to be a spread offense that does be that is a little bit more quarterback centric, which plays obviously to produce heritage as, as a cradle of quarterback. So I do expect again an offense that is again more spread them out and slinging around. I do think you've got to bring in a proven OC. I don't think 
you can pair a guy who's never called plays with a head coach who's never been a head coach before. That's just me. Uh, a couple names to keep on your keep in your hopper, John, as possible OCs. Graham Harrell, the OC at West Virginia. And keep an eye on Seth Luttrell, maybe a familiar name to Indiana fans. He was an assistant under Kevin Wilson back in the day. Was the most recently the head coach in North Texas. Two guys who have offenses that like to throw it around. And uh, Seth Luttrell in particular has a connection to Ryan Walters. So just a couple early names of guys who may be under consideration. But who knows? Tommy D, Golden Black Illustrators on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Final thing before I let you go here. Who else was on that list? And I will say this. It seemed like that it was a small inner circle of decision makers up there with Mike Babinski and company because that didn't leak until the last possible second right there. So that was a job well done. Yeah, Babinski, uh, the chair of the board of trustees, a guy named Mike Berghoff, I think he was heavily involved. And then they had the search firm. I think it was a small, tight, committed group of people. And that's what you need to keep secret secret, right? Right. They talked to... I feel confident saying they talked to Tyson Helton, the head coach at Western Kentucky. I feel confident saying they talked to the Kansas State head coach, Chris Kleiman. And I, I do think they talked also to Jamarcus Shepard, the former Purdue assistant coach, who's now at Washington as an assistant coach for, for Kalen DeBoer. I feel kind of strong, John, they talked to Mike Elko at Duke and, 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 and Dave Clawson at Wake Forest and, 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 and Todd Monken at Georgia. So, again, uh, I'm not sure how, how wide the circle was when they were looking for this head coach. But like you said, they certainly were a committed group that kept it awfully secretive right up to the last minute. No doubt about that. Hey, Tommy D., I appreciate you hopping on here with the latest from West Lafayette. Certainly a lot of news. I talked to, to Matt Painter yesterday for a significant period of time. So that was a, a hell of a conversation. And the basketball boilers, number one in the nation, get Davidson. Down here right across the street from where I am on Saturday. Yeah, Naptown, uh, doubleheader. The lawyer boys get to play against each other, right? And uh, that'll be fun. It's always, always fun. Downtown Indianapolis at the holiday season is a great place. So hopefully it's an event a lot of people can enjoy. You got it, buddy. I appreciate you hopping on here, Tommy T. Well, you know that, John. Be good, buddy. Bye-bye. Tom Dinar at Golden Black Illustrated on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline. We've got a combination for you here. Week 15, our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Zool Tequila Shots. And we've also got a Tavern Tour stop. Let me introduce to you our betting analyst. It's Brent Halverson, the owner of Coach's Tavern here downtown. It's one Tommy S., Tommy Sutton. Fellas, how we doing? Outstanding. Are we ready to go? Let's ride. I'm fighting this thing off right here. I know, man. I, and again, I, I was listening to you last week. And, and, and I know. I was talking that, junk man, about it's, it. That's powerful. I've done it over the years, now, though. So, yeah. JMB, I got Ryan Nally in my ear right now going, you better tell JMB to take his vitamins. Cause, I know. Uh, I think you got something to do on Sunday. I got a little chili, chili, chili cook-off, cook-off up, up there. Joe's Castleton take Saturday. Take your vitamins, take your bourbon, get better. He's going to have to put a sign up on one bathroom and say, JMV's. 
<laughs> Dressing <laughs> room. JMVs right here. But no. Nope. Else out. I'll be out there coming up on Sunday. There's no doubt about that. Fellas, what are we going to do today? Week 15. Seems like it's been forever. It does, We've John. been together. It absolutely has. It's been a couple months at least. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and actually the last uh, two weeks, well, we had last week off. Colts were on a yep. bye. And then the week before that, I was in Chicago. I did go back through. and Kyle did a stellar job, though. I mean, yes. uh, went through. So I, I put some numbers together from that last Thursday, two weeks ago at Park's Place. Which How'd was I do? Week 13. You went 8 and 7. 8 and 7. I'll I went take nine, it. I went 9 and 6. 9 and 6. Uh, Mr. Whitlow went 5 and 10. He stumbled a little bit. Oh, man. He stumbled a little bit. So. Sleater is going to give him some junk. He's going to get him. Then. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's all and some good loving right there. So. Tommy S. is a big Vikings fan, by the way, which is I, interesting. How did I know when I set this up, this would be the Vikings Colts week? That's well, huge. And then the thing's going to be played on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock, that's Tommy right, S. That's right. Well, we got what, what, we, we what, got we got a huge weekend coming up. Yeah, tomorrow we got we got uh, Reba McIntyre playing over at uh, Gainbridge. You know, Reba McIntyre. Reba, you know that I'm not yeah. big on Reba McIntyre. I don't know too much out of her repertoire. Should yeah, I? She's got some hits. I mean, if you don't like country, you wouldn't you wouldn't know. Yeah, but, uh, is she still a really big deal? I, yeah, I think she's kind of set herself up over the years to be. Is she kind of? I mean, I know Loretta Lynn passed away a month ago. So yep. is she like at the top of the list of the? Is she at the top of the list of the all-time greats in country music? Female-wise, right I yeah. would say so. I, absolutely, right. she's top five. Yeah, for so sure. You got that. So you're going to have a lot of Reba fans got a lot in of here Reba coming fans up tomorrow night. And then uh, Saturday, huge day on Saturday. You got the you got the third place World Cup game, Croatia, Morocco. Yeah, we'll be open for that. Uh, the consolation game. The third there's, place. There's nothing worse than the consolation <laughs> the third game. Loser. It's like you and I in uh, fantasy. Yeah. We're playing I know, a consolation. Not, yes. I finished fifth. We only took four people. I'll tell four you what, for playoffs. Once upon oh, a time man. when I was a freshman, Eastern Green played in a con. I think it was a double consolation game at Switch City High School. We played at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. And, you know, they have the glass surrounding this, you know, dug-in gymnasium. And you would get on one side of the floor. And the sun would get in your eyes as you tried to take a jumper. There's nothing worse. <laughs> There's nothing worse than the consolation game. <laughs> so, yeah, the second loser, right? Second and third losers. Third, uh, second loser. Yeah. Because the first loser will play on Sunday. Right. France or uh, Eric yep. Kina, So, But then 1 o'clock, you got Colts Vikings. Interesting game. We'll get to that. No question. Um, what else we got? Oh, we got a doubleheader over the game bridge. We got uh, Ball State, Northern Illinois, and yeah. uh, Purdue Davis. Illinois State. Illinois the Redbirds, yeah. And you got Illinois. two more NFL games. You got Baltimore, Cleveland at 430, Miami and then Buffalo the Miami Buffalo at night's going to be a big game. Winter Wonderland. Hey, I now, love listen, that. didn't they I already have it. like 20 plus inches of snow on the ground? They had, How do you uh, deal with that crap? They had four up there? feet. Yeah. Four feet? They had four when f- they moved the game to Detroit, man, boy. Who the hell was one of the I think it was six feet, actually, is what it was. I know people yeah. make fun of us for, you know, why would you want to live in Indiana? Indiana sucks. Indianapolis sucks. I don't believe that, but people say that. We don't get lake effect snow, thank goodness. Why we in just the get world? This gray grayness. Would you grayness. want Yeah, well, there's this not a Chamber of Commerce day weather-wise out here today, <laughs> no doubt. But why would you want to live in Buffalo? I mean, you got four feet of snow on the ground. Now it's going to snow, like, two feet more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like snow. I, I'd, I'd love to live there for the snow, but actually, I'd move myself to Colorado. You know, just a little bit, uh, yes, a little, little bit more. Stuff's gonna be around, that stuff's going to be around there until May. It's it's already gone, John. They're waiting for the new one now. No, so it all melted away. Yeah, I think well, they got up in the fifties for a few days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some stuff, what? So. We got to remember those guys are used to that kind of snow, so they'll have it yeah. cleared out. It's like Minneapolis. I've mean, not been to Buffalo, so maybe I shouldn't. Say anything. Have you been to Buffalo, you guys? I have yeah. not. No, I yeah. have not. So maybe I should just shut up then. All right. <laughs> we got our uh, large city bourbon locks, Luna's Hill tequila shot. Mm, Fellas, yeah. anything jump off the page at you? Well, I mean, uh, it's, Tommy and I were talking last night. What jumps off the page at me is this Colts 
Vikings line. Yes. Four points. Four points. You really? Ten and three team against a four, eight, and one team. Is that the Colts record? Yeah. They're really like an 0 oh and 14 team now. But you the know, Vikings Nessus. defense is absolutely atrocious. You might see Matty Ice come out. It looked like 2016 MVP Matty Ice. <laughs> Why do they suck so bad? I, I've said it's a scheme that Donatello runs up there. They play a soft zone. They play a shell defense. They're five yards off the receivers. Quarterbacks are standing there and just pick Jared yeah. Goff. Picked him apart last week. Jared Goff. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Jared, those Lions, man, they've not, looked not hot the, the last five Lions, weeks in a row. But I'll tell you what, one and six to six and seven. Yeah. That's saying something. Especially in Detroit. That's saying a lot. That's like uh, hang a banner yeah. caliber stuff. Right <laughs> I there. need them to lose this week. In Detroit. I need them to lose this week. Yeah, they're but, playing at the Jets, so they might. But it's let's be a good game. Let's make it note for Brent Halverson, the biggest Green Bay Packer fan out there, that the betting odds right now in Vegas have the favorite being the Colts to land Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Not going to happen. Not There's happen. no way. No way. I, I would be mad if the Colts did it. Why I, would the Colts want to do that? I, I, they, Why would anybody want to do that? There. That's Yeah, that's what they've done. Quarterback and just, it, Go. Exactly. There's a ton of quarterbacks You've seen what it doesn't work, right? You bring these guys in for a year, yeah. they're gone. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's right would you rather have Jordan Love if you're the Colts than you would Aaron Rodgers? I would take Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I think Halvey's probably ready to take Jordan Love, too. Are you ready to well, take Jordan Well, you know Love? what? I, I, I think we got a, we got another strong year with Rodgers. I think seeing this reemergence with Christian Watson. Christian Watson's really good. And, and Dobbs is back tonight or uh, this weekend. So um, that's just two young guys that uh, he's been waiting to kind of come around. And we, look what Watson's done the last five weeks. He's got eight he's touchdowns in five yeah. games, you know. Yeah. So he's got the guy, you know. He may he, I don't know. And we got a 50%. Tony Donahue and I were just talking about this. He said 48% chance to make the playoffs, Packers do. I find that a little bit. The Colts is three. Three? And people still buy it, I think. People still say, oh, well, you know, here's what has to happen. They get, what? Hey, chip in a chair. That's what they say, right? Chip in a chair. That's all you need. I can't imagine it. Never until you're out. All right, fellas. We'll come back with you guys a little bit later on. Week 15. You guys ready to go? Anything else you want to add before we go? Besides what you got going on this weekend here? This weekend, just action-packed. Like like Tommy D said, great to be downtown during the holidays. Yes. Good place to be. Very festive. Lots going on. Lots of sporting events. If you can't find something to do down here, you can't find anything to do. Is the cherub gone now? What happens to the cherub? You know the cherub? Oh, on top of the old yeah. Uh-huh. Or the when does he leave? When does the cherub disappear? I can't remember. I thought he stayed through the entire holiday season. I thought that but clock, he's gone that clock now. is still off. It's still yeah. on uh, uh, Eastern Daylight Time or whatever. So. <laughs> this is a question for Jake Query because I think he knows <laughs> all the ins and outs of the cherub. I should have asked him today. He called me. I should have said, hey, what's the deal? I, didn't, I walked by the clock, and I went, wait a minute. The cherub's gone. Does he normally leave before the end of the holiday season? I thought he was... I thought we were all I, under I the watchful the eye was. of the cherub. So I know somebody, somebody that was doing some of the cherub a couple of years ago, the poor guy fell off a ladder and he ended up passing yeah, away. Yeah, well, I, I think the cherub, under the watchful eye of the cherub, you can see some guys probably taking a squirt or something or two up there occasionally, too. <laughs> well, hey, the cherub's probably going away. This is not like 1950 up in our here. Our good friend Ryan Nally says the cherub is up. It's back up. He wasn't up. I just walked by the clock. There was uh, no cherub on the clock. I'm, I'm going to call a, Ryan Nally. He never comes downtown. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, fellas, sit tight. We'll come back with the Clay Dennis and the country music. Guard is coming up on the other side. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, week 15, top of the hour. We also have Mike Chappell coming up a little bit later on as well. And more of me and you. Let's dive in inside the lounge via YouTube Live. 
You can also hit us up on the, see, there's Tommy S. right there. The stream, the app, HD Radio as well. Tavern Tour Stop and a Larceny Bourbon Locks and a Luna Azul Tequila Shots just in time for your holiday season downtown at Coach's Tavern. 93.5107, find the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, talent, and I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Thank you very much, sir. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We're live downtown. Coaches Tavern. Larceny Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Week 15. Uh, we also are doing a tavern tour stop while you're here. We would love to see you down here. Our locks and shots coming up at the top of the hour. Mike Chappell on the 5 o'clock hour. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You hear him right there. He is the country music artist and friend of this show, Clayton Anderson. Live local, late-breaking in Indianapolis today. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm feeling real good. We're out here in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, just rolling through it, trying to see that big old bass pro shop. Keep my eyes filled as we're rolling through, you know. I do want to tell you this. My man Tommy asked, Tommy Sutton's here, and said he hey. was in South Carolina last weekend and saw you somewhere doing something. So I'm, I'm yeah, filled in here. Fill us in. We got all banged up. We've been doing this 10 roof tour, and it's, uh, it's been taking us all over the place. But I tell you what, we, we put a hurting on old Myrtle Beach <laughs> in, the, in the all season. We still got after it. Boy, we sure did, didn't we? What's up, C.A.? Oh, not much. I tell you what, I, was, I wish I was in there right now with you guys having some cold ones and eating eating some of them uh, tater skins I like so much in there. I'm telling you what. <laughs> tater skins. Tater skins. So you uh Hey, Clayton, did you flip Dirty Murd upside down over the weekend, did you? Oh, we sure did. It got a little dirty. I mean, they called the Dirty Myrtle for uh, for a reason. Even even in the dead season, it still got a little dirty. It was pretty – it's dang fun time. It just uh, – I, I drank too many. I was a little jet lag coming back from Germany over there trying to be a, a tourist, but uh, – Wait, 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 wait. He was hurting on us. You were hurting, C.A., when you were warming up. I'm like, man, this they, dude better rally. They let um, <laughs> they let somebody from Lawrence County go to Europe? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, man. They double-checked me three times at the, at the, at the dang passport spot, stop. <laughs> I don't know how well, I they got don't, in. Yeah, they don't let me from Greene County go to Ligoti, much less Europe. <laughs> well, they, they get nervous down there in Ligoti. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey dude, you, I, I always I always drive pretty quick going through there, going to Santa Claus land. You know, you got got to make sure you don't get pulled over there when you come up that hill, coming out of Shoals. They will, uh, and it's probably didn't, it used to be back in the day. Jay Cutler's dad, I think, was the guy pulling everybody over down there. Oh yeah, that's why I hate that Jay Cutler. He's you know he's the only <laughs> guy from Indiana I've never liked. <laughs> Is he guy. really? I, I've oh, not I known you never to like somebody from the state of Indiana. He's the only one, and I hate him. I truly just dislike him. I don't even – I can't – I've been around him so much in Nashville, I just can't – there's nothing about the guy like it. I, it's, it hurts my heart, but I, I just can't stand him. All right, my brother, what do you got going on this weekend? Well, we last night hanging out with uh, uh, IU legend Lincoln Jones over there at, uh, at, uh, before the Pacers game, which was an incredible win for the Pacers last night. But 
Man, I'll tell you what, I'm fired up for IU basketball again. And we're out here in Kansas City on Saturday night. So I figured I figured out a way. I snuck me some tickets from some uh, rich buddies of mine. They, they threw me a bone. And uh, so we're going to go over to Lawrence, Kansas, watch the Hoosiers on Saturday afternoon, and then party ourselves. I'm hoping that we can have a big victory celebration in Tin Roof in Kansas City for anybody that's going out uh going out to Kansas to watch the game. That, that is, that's outstanding right there. I want to double back to Lyndon Jones. Lyndon Jones is one of my all-time favorite dudes right there. Oh, he, he honestly, he told me, I was having such, so much fun uh, talking to him last night, hearing some uh, Coach Knight stories I'd never heard. And uh, I remember watching him. He was always one of my uh, aunt's favorite players. Uh, he played hard, yep. and, and she always loved how he played. And he was, and he was such a nice Nice guy. It was it was a thrill to get a meeting last night. He was always so steady. I mean, everything he did, he was just steady, and you could count on him. He's one of my favorites of all time down there. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about him is, that, you know, Marion put it to Bedford North Lawrence a few times there in the, in the late well, 80s there before Damon got his. But, my gosh, they had some good teams up there, though. Jeez, oh, Purple Rain. Purple, Purple Rain basically won 85, 86. And 87 right there. I don't know how you were going to beat that. When they started with, you know, LaFon Bowens and, and Jay Teagle, and then you obviously had Edwards and Jones. You had the Persinger brothers and Derek Keyes, who's also a friend of the show. That was a hell of a group back then. I remember playing them. I was playing for the Bedford Boys Club at the Marion Powell Club in Marion. I think it was the the day before the blizzard of 78 and Derek Keyes as a second grader tuned my ass up so bad I cried. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> uh, I was a second grader. I'm balling. Yeah, I was all, I'm all messed up. I mean, my, you know, my, him, my dad, my dad moved to Bedford and brought his girlfriend up from Bedford. You know, that's all we had all that going on. And then Derek Keyes was tuning me up. My, my poor little eight year old mind was scrambled, buddy. Yeah, you couldn't handle that. That's golly, that stuck with you too. Oh, I felt those. I swear, man, you get I swear so to God, Derek so Keys dunked. I swear to God, he dunked on an eight-foot goal when we were in second grade. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's when you know that's when you know you're all right. <laughs> so you're in Kansas play. City. It's uh, Clayton yeah. Anderson joining us now. He's in Kansas City coming up this weekend, and you're going to go watch IU in Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday too. Correct. Oh, yeah, I'm so fired up. I, You know, I've always loved uh, watching the games when Damon was there and, and playing against, uh, oh, I can't remember his name, Jacques Bond or something like that. They had, they had some battles back uh, back in those early night days. So, uh, it, you know, Manny, I, Manny. I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate Kansas. I do. I, I hate the Kansas Jayhawks more than any team. And I just I, I, I just get sick of them. Like, Scott Pollard and I have been in a fight. And of course, he'd wet my ass. We've been in a fight yeah. about that before. I stink and hate the Kansas Jayhawks. Always have and always will. Kevin Pritchard. Kevin Pritchard, the Pacers team president, is a Kansas Jayhawk. And they won it back in 1988. I, uh, I've always hated Kansas for whatever reason. Yeah, I can't. I tell you what, it's, uh, it's, um, I'm going to be decked out in all IU gear, so I hope for I hope they don't get too rowdy because I'll probably get a little mouthy, you know, let them know that they might have invented the game, but we made it famous. 
Well, I certainly hope the Hoosiers show up more than they did in Vegas last yeah. Saturday. So they're going to need it. It's going to be rowdy in Allen Fieldhouse. They, they delayed the start of that game, no doubt about that, against Arizona in Vegas. All right, CA, where are you playing? Just in case we get some Hoosier fans going to that game on Saturday, where are you playing? We're playing the 10 Road in Kansas City, and uh, it's, it's going to be one of our last uh, uh, wrapping up this 10 Road tour for the year. It's actually the last show of the year for us. So it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully – Hopefully we'll be celebrating an uh, IU victory, I, but man, they're going to have to bring it. They're going to have to. They're going to have to bring their A game. Bring all those. Get Shafino back. Yeah, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like he's uh, practicing. I believe today is what I had read that they expected. I haven't seen any update on that, but that's there's no doubt they need that kid because he's uh, far beyond his years he's as a freshman. He's a difference maker now. Yeah, he is a talented dude, no doubt about it. Hey, Clayton. It is great to hear from you, my friend. If you need anything else, you drop me a line. Hey, I appreciate it. Be watching. I'm, I'm going to have my candy stripes on. I might run out there if we need a shooter. Can't play yeah, both hey. defense, but I still got that shooter. <laughs> it's like putting training wheels. It's like riding a bike. You just got to put your training wheels on and get out there and let her fly. Just shut down all that rock chalk Jayhawk stuff, okay? Oh, yeah. I'll pu- I'm going to take an airplane bag so I'll puke in if I get too sick of hearing it. <laughs> hey, safe travels, buddy. We'll see you when you get back. See you, man. All right. All right. See you, guys. It's uh, Clayton Anderson. Last week, South Carolina. I think he was just in Louisiana um, here recently, I believe. And now uh, on his way to Kansas City this weekend. I don't know how many Hoosier fans. Arkansas, I think. Was it? I think so. Yeah. That's um, the campus of Arkansas right there, right? That's Fayetteville. That's where I Arkansas is. is. So. Um, I don't know how many IU fans are going to be at Allen Fieldhouse, considering how small it is and how limited I'm sure the tickets are. But if you plan on going out there, I'll give you a great example. If you're my friend and you have all the money in the world, named Mike Ross, if you're Rossi, we used to call you Rossi, and sometimes we would call you Monchichi, but we call you Rossi most of the time. So if you're my man, Mike Ross, I know you already know this, make sure that you go check out Clayton uh, in Kansas City. If you're heading out to that game, Mike, Mike Ross is uh, a great guy. Great guy and big-time IU fan. Rossi. So anybody out there, if you're going to Kansas City, or check that, Lawrence, Kansas, is jet on all over to Kansas City and check out Clayton on Saturday night. Quick break, and we'll come back. Top of the hour, Larsley Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul Tequila Shots, week 15 of the NFL. We also got coming up a little bit later on, Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Jim Ursay made some comments today regarding the coaching search and mentioned not once but twice the college ranks. What do you think he means? That's a solid tease. We'll come back. On what is a Thursday, it is a tavern tour stop combined with largely the bourbon locks and Ludo's will to keep the shots. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. It's quite pungent. It stings the nostrils. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Downtown Coaches Tavern. Larsity Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Coming up 4 o'clock with me, betting analyst Brent Halverson. 
Tommy Sutton is in the house, too. We'll do that. Cam's the outside engineer inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I'm waving at you guys right now. I had no idea. So my friend Greg just sent me a text and said, hey, Allen Fieldhouse holds 16,000. I had no idea. I thought it held like nine. 16? How do you stuff 16,000 people in that little thing? Nah, IU, Kansas. I was trying to think the last time IU played at Kansas. Was that back in the 90s? Talk to Don Fisher about that a little bit more in depth coming up on tomorrow's show. But, uh, man, listen, I like it. I would much rather them, you know, play in Arizona or a Kansas. Obviously, what happened against Arizona, you get off to that slow start, you battle, you fight. Hang in there a little bit, only to lose. But, yeah, I like watching these games. That's going to be a good one coming up on Saturday. We'll talk to Don Fisher about that coming up tomorrow. Our NFL Week 15 is officially underway. Coming up later on tonight, the Niners and the Seahawks at 8-15, which should be fun, full of fun. And then you got the weird set of games on Saturday, that 1 o'clock start with the Colts and the Vikings right here, 10 a.m. I'll get you started, me and the Goreman and Bill Brooks with the Colts pregame huddle. We'll get you started right then. Something else, too, and I'll save a little bit of this for Mike Chappell coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Jim Irsay at the owners' meetings asked about the coaching search and had mentioned a couple of different times the collegiate coaching ranks. What do you think he means about that, if anything whatsoever? I mean, Jim Harbaugh, interest there. Todd Clawson of WRTV6 is leaving the building right here. He needs to give us some blue skies and some sunshine one of these days here. But what does, thank you. Is it close? Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. <laughs> Seriously, though, what do you think he means by that, if anything? We'll dive into that with Mike Chapel coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. But coming up next, we're going to do our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna's Will Tequila Shots. If I can read this little print right here, I'm going to try my damnedest. Do I have a magnifying glass here? Somebody's old. I'm going to play canasta like some old woman here. Wait a minute. I don't know if I can read that or not. But our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, is ready. Tommy S. is going to be ready as well. Our picks for week 15 that starts with the Niners and the Seahawks coming up later on tonight. We'll dive into that Ursay storyline with Mike Chappell and the other stuff going on in preparation for that matchup in Minneapolis for the Colts coming up on Saturday afternoon as well. Pacers beat the Warriors yesterday. We can get back into that as well. College Hoop and more at 239-1070. Quick break. Back with you next. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Well, you're going to have to say that. You're going to have to speak up because I can't hear you. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Coach's Tavern inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Let's wave at everybody there. This is uh, over-the-counter medicine I'm taking right here. It says it's good for high blood pressure. I don't know if I have high blood pressure or not. Just in case, 
If somebody knows CPR in here, just let me know just in case that, too. Just in case something happens. Tommy, you're, yes? You're pretty healthy, aren't you? I feel really healthy, yeah. yeah. I mean, all this is doing is like hanging around my head right now and affecting my voice. Otherwise, I feel fine. By the way, Kyle Udemark is out today. Eddie Garrison doing double duty. And a shout-out to Eddie for doing that. Kyle has the stomach flu, a.k.a. the craps, going on right now. <laughs> Hopefully, Kyle can be back coming up tomorrow. But, Eddie, thank you very much for doing what you're doing back there in studio. Cam is the onside engineer. Pacers over the Warriors last night. They're in Cleveland for a matchup. First time this year. Donovan Mitchell and company over with the Cavaliers coming up tomorrow night. And then I believe on Sunday at 5 o'clock. Is it Sunday 5 o'clock? They get the Knicks too. So Star Wars night. Yeah, Star Wars night. Favorite Star Wars character. Go. Yoda. Oh, see, I freaking hate Yoda. Why? He protected the Wookiee clan. He's the baddest guy on Star Wars. Come on. Uh, every time every time Empire Strikes Back, they go to Yoda and they went to the uh the Dagobah system. I have to turn it off. I'm so bored. Oh, my goodness. Yoda is boring. So I'm a Boba Fett guy. Boba Fett? Right that's here. my guy, too. I, like yeah. I love Mandalorian. you watched that series? Uh, I have not. I have not either. I haven't watched Disney it. Streaming, so. I didn't watch anything after Boba Fett got devoured by that thing in the desert and returned to the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm not watching it anymore. Oh, he's still alive. I hated Ewoks, too. Ewoks sucked. Oh, he's still alive. You know that, right? I like that guy, that bald guy named, by the way, the bald guy, Lobot, could have gone to PAI, We Grow Here, Eddie.com. <laughs> Because that, that was unfair, man. You got Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian looking all good with his hair, and then poor Lobot thinking his thoughts. Actually, Boba Fett killed him and took over Jabba's palace. I didn't know In that. Book of Boba Fett. Watch that. Wow. I didn't know any of that. Sorry, I just spoiled it for everybody. My That's bad. all right. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so it's Star Wars, Star Wars night or afternoon, I guess, in this case. So, yeah, good. Pacers a winner last night over the Warriors. Again, that's Tommy Yes, Tom Sutton, who is the owner of Coach's Tavern. Our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, is also here for our Week 15 Larceny Bourbon Locks and the Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Any loose ends we want to grab, grasp, connect before we start? Well, I mean, this week you have, you have zero bye, bye weeks, right? It's All the bye weeks are gone now. Now you're getting everybody to play. And how great is this? We got football tonight. We got uh, football Saturday. We got football Sunday. We got football Monday. It's an NFL season right here. It's ready to go. I do I'm, love I'm, the seven because there's, I do there's too. games like you know three, four nights a week. Absolutely. So Plus, great. we got college. Uh, you know, some college action coming in. We got all the sports are playing right I now. I forget so. to mention that IU is playing at Kansas on Saturday. We're going to have that here too. Oh, that's right. We're going to have it's that a on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it's a big Saturday. Huge Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's a big, awesome. big day right there. Hoosiers in action. Purdue in action. Colts in action. Vikings in action. The number one ranked Purdue. Boilermakers. How about that? That's, hey, whew. shout out to Purdue fans. Congratulations to this IU fan. You guys are good. You deserve it. Absolutely. Matt Painter was on the show yesterday. Right Podcast1075thefan.com. Spectacular per usual. They get Davidson coming over here right across the street here on Saturday evening. Part of that inaugural Indy Classic with Illinois State and Ball State being on the other side. Every time I see, uh, uh, what's his name? Who, who's that stud, uh, uh, the, tall, the tall kid for Purdue? Zach Eady. Thank you, Eady. Yeah. I was going to say Ivy, but he's gone. I just think of Hulk smash when I see him because he just smashes the boards. He smashes the rim. He know? gets on it. There's no he doubt does. about that. All right. Hey, Eddie, you got the music ready? You got the band queued up and ready? There we go. Here it is. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots Week 15 of the NFL, which starts coming up later on tonight. 
this should actually be a decent game, right? San Francisco's playing so well. Even with Brock Purdy as the quarterback, they just magically do whatever they need to do at the quarterback position to sustain winning. It has to make Colts fans incredibly jealous. Defense is playing well right now. Lay the three and a half on the road in Seattle and take the 49ers tonight, Brent Halverson. So this game was, uh, you know, look at San Francisco's quarterbacks, right? You got yeah. Uh, yeah, the two big guys are out. Now Purdy comes in and Purdy's got it. What's this oblique thing these days, right? It's, it's, a, it's a rib issue, but it's an oblique issue. From what Nally Schefter, our good friend Ryan Nally, he He's reported before the Nally. true Adam Schefter did <laughs> that Purdy is playing tonight. So I did. I needed to see that because yeah. Josh. Well, he better be because they don't have anybody else. Yeah, who's? Uh, oh, I forget who the quarter or the backup is. I thought um, it was Debo Samuel. He's out. Yeah. Well, he would have been. Uh, that's but, a, um, I mean, they they win, and I mean, it seems like it's just a different quarterback all the time for them. Well, that defense, because of injuries. That defense is downright yeah. scary. D'Amico Ryan's is a good defensive coordinator. Josh way, Johnson is the yeah. backup who used to be here and has been with us. About a thousand teams. A thousand teams. He has been all yeah. around the world and uh, played a lot of football. So hopefully, uh, we don't have to see him. But I think this this San Francisco defense. I think they're going to give uh, the Seahawks some problems. I really do. And San Francisco again. I think tonight. I mean, Debo Samuel's out, right? So you're going to see a lot of George Kittle. I Kittle tonight. I, I think McCaffrey yeah. is going to be your play. A couple big uh, McCaffrey's uh, over seventy six and a half rush yards. I love it. It's a good prop. Brandon Ayuk's been good. Ayuk's been good all season Absolutely. long. Outside of maybe the first. Couple of weeks, man. He's really caught a groove. He's going to draw that uh, double coverage. Yes. Up, so I think that's going to open up the game a little bit for some, even some receiving for McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey's going to be your key in this game. I really, uh, I, I like it as well. I would buy the half point again. Uh, it's three and a half, what's showing right now, but uh, buy that half point, call it three. I'll take the San Francisco on the road, John. What do you got, Tommy? Yes. I'm rolling with you guys. Take those Niners because I don't think anybody's playing better in the NFC other than the Philadelphia Eagles. The Niners look. Like the team that they, they, they do, make it too. They, they do look legit. So I'm, I'm the, taking the Niners. That defense will show up anywhere too. That's by the right. way, fellas, there's no doubt about that. All right, we'll save the Colts and the Vikings for the final selections in Larsity Bourbon Locks and Luna's Little Tequila Shots Week 15. Let's go to Baltimore and the Cleveland Browns. No Lamar Jackson coming up this weekend, so not a big surprise, I guess. How about the uh, the Browns? Three-point favorites at home. I'm going to go ahead and lay the three and take the Browns at home. Brent Halverson, what do you got? Yeah, I, I kind of like that. You're starting to see Deshaun Watson. I mean, the first week he struggled, right? He, he'd yeah. been off for like 700 days or whatever. Struggled a little bit. Week two, he came back. Looked pretty decent last week, right? I think we're going to see a little bit of uh, more Deshaun Watson. I mean, Baltimore's got a good defense. But old Nick Chubb, man. Nick Chubb has been – he's a workhorse. He's been really – pumping through. I think you're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb. Deshaun Watson's going to do some action. I'll take the uh, Cleveland Brownies. Lay the three at home. Tommy. Again, we're in agreement, guys. I'm taking the skid marks. And I'm telling <laughs> you, you talk about getting down the field. Nobody has done it through the pass like Tua and the Dolphins. Whether we're talking Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle, it has worked for them. The big play this season. The weather is going to be a factor in Buffalo, make no mistake, coming up on Saturday night. I'm going to go ahead and lay the seven. The Bills established as seven-point favorites and take the Bills at home. They're a little bit sketchy at times, too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to take the Bills and lay a big number, I think, for this game. Seven points and all. Really is, and I think the big key there, like you mentioned, is going to be that weather, right? What, what, the weather, what is the weather going to do? Tua and, and the Dolphins looked absolutely horrible last week. Usually you're going to see a little bit of bounce back, but if it's all cold up there, those Miami boys are going to be a, be a little chilly uh, playing in that snow. 
Seven points. So Buffalo has been up and down. They started off the season. They looked great. They were they were covering machine. And then as of late, they've not really been there. They're starting to get a little groove back. But Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen, he can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He is, I think he's the all-around quarterback. Him and Patrick Mahomes, top two in the NFL. This seven, though, this seven is interesting. I'm, I'm really torn on this game. But you know what? I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins to get the cover here. I, I think Buffalo wins the game. I'm going to take Miami to cover. What do you got, Tommy? What's Buffalo won now? Four straight, I think it is, or three straight? Anyway, ever since my boy Justin Jefferson went in there and made the greatest catch I've ever seen in my life, that one-handed. Now, we'll talk about him a little bit more. But anyway, uh, Buffalo's, uh, they're, they're playing a lot better. And it's, like you said, it's going to be cold. I'm going to roll with the Bills. All right, like, seven. Largely bourbon locks, Luna Azula tequila shots. Let's go Atlanta and New Orleans. The Desmond Ritter Bowl right there. And look on the other side under center, uh, Andy Dalton, 200. I checked that, 2,252 yards and 15 TDs. Uh, although it's been an ugly offensive season in New Orleans. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and lay the four and take the Saints. This is sketchy at best, but I'm going to take them at home. Coming up on Sunday, Brent Alverson, go ahead. Pretty sketchy-looking game, right? The 4-9 Saints uh, at home against the 5-8 and eight Falcons. Falcons starting rookie Desmond Ritter. Yep. So he's going to come into the game. You know, these, these, these uh, Saints, they've, they've really kind of stuck around, and, and, and they've hung in there, and they've covered some games. They're going at home. They're going against the, uh, the rookie quarterback here. I'm with you, John. I'm lay the four. Give me New Orleans at home. Desmond Ritter ran Marcus Mariota out of a job and out of the, the building. Absolutely right. right. What well, you got, Tommy? Yes. Yeah, rookie quarterback making his first start. No Kyle Pitts for him to throw to. Uh, like you said, New Orleans, they, they've kind of hung around this year. I mean, they're, they're not as bad as a record, I don't think. Uh, they're at home. It's going to be loud down there in the Superdome. I'll, uh, I'll roll with the Saints and lay that four. What in this world of Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna's Little Tequila Shots is going on with Detroit right now? Detroit's looking pretty good. Detroit looked really good against Tommy S.'s team. There's no doubt about that. Throwing the football, now making everybody wonder if Jared Goff should be the guy moving forward. Alas, they are one-point favorites this weekend on Sunday on the road against the Jets. I'm going to go ahead and take that point, and I'm going to take those fighting Dan Campbells coming up in Jersey on Sunday. I dig it. What do you got, Brent? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked the Lions last year. They're a covering machine, really. I mean, they, 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 they're they 9-4 and four against yeah. the spread this year. And, uh, you know, the last, what are they, the uh, last two games, they've looked great. They're putting up some points. In New York, though, that Jets defense is pretty tough. Robert Sale, I like him, man. He's, he's got a lot of energy. Uh, I did see where... Um, um, old boy's going to be backup. Uh, Zach Wilson's Zach the Wilson, backup. Thank you. Yep. He, got, he, he moved up from third place to second. Yeah, a little bit of drama going. That's never going to fell down. That's never going to work again. That is going to be somebody. Not at all. That's going to have to be dealt. No, that's never going to work. He's damaged. Yeah. He's damaged yeah. good. Mike White, he's, he's tough. He's a fighter, man. He went out last week, came right back in the game. He gives him a little spark. Took? Oh, God, he got, like he got folded like a chair. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy, man. It was unreal. This game's pretty wild, though. You know, I, I'm on. I kind of like these Lions quite a bit, but these Jets are sneaky. They're eight and five against the spread. They're at home. I'm going to go ahead and take the Jets. I'm going to lay the one and uh, give me the New York Jets. J E T S. Tommy S. J E T S. Jets. 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 I think they're. In fact, they're at home. I think you're going to win. If they're at Detroit, I take Detroit. But I ain't taking nothing away from Detroit. But I, I like the Jets at home. Their defense is tough. All right. 
Yeah, you pointed that out, too. I'll double back to that right here. Yeah, we skipped Philly. Right, do I, I think I need glasses, don't I? Well, these, this is some small print here, John. We yeah. We're working with some small I'm, print. I mean, I feel like, hey, 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 what's that? I need a magnifying glass, so I, I think, right here. Come no, on, little, brother. It's all good. All right. How about the 1 o'clock start with the Eagles and the Bears coming up on Sunday? The Eagles established as nine-point favorites. I get every single bit of that. I will lay that and take Nick Sirianni's squad, Soldier Field, on Sunday. Brent Alverson. Yeah, you know, this. the Bears are 3-10. and 10. They're kind of fighting for uh, uh, a draft position, I think, right now, right? Justin Fields, he was sick all week. I did see he went back to practice today, so he will be playing. Yeah. Uh, but Philadelphia, they look great. I mean, they really, truly do. They are the, the team out of the NFC to beat. They're 12-1. and one. They've kind of been striking on all cylinders. Nine's a big number on the road. I don't like to lay that number on the road, but I'm going to because Philly looks good. Give me the Eagles fly high. Tommy Sutton. You know, that's a big number. Nine on the road. I know the Eagles are playing well. They absolutely demolished the Giants last weekend in the Meadowlands. Uh, Bears struggling. Justin Fields has been playing well, though. I mean, he... He's finally figuring out he's got an arm he can use, which yeah. is scary for uh, Packer fans and Vikings fans. <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm going to take Chicago. I think I Plus think Eagles nine. get the win, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that nine points. Though. Let me get points. this straight here, guys. This is 1 o'clock start in Charlotte on Sunday. The Steelers and the Panthers. The Panthers still firmly have something to play for. They've only fired their coach. Got a guy on an interim basis. They've been playing musical chairs at quarterback, and there they are. Yeah, I, I guess both South divisions are woeful in this case in this case it's the nfc south at five and eight there are the panthers and the steelers at one o'clock panthers three-point favorites lay the three because they've got something to play for right here give them a chance to see what happens in carolina take the panthers there yeah surprising they're five and eight so are the steelers i mean they're you know they're just kind of an ugly game right i love the under this game this might be a six to three game Something along those lines. I don't know. I bet they lay a little. Uh, here's a long shot for you, Tommy. A little, little five dollar bet. No touchdown scored in the game. It'll pay you five hundred bucks. All right. Just it's, a little, a, it's little. actually not a bad bet because I think is Trubisky starting again. Is uh, Pickett still out with concussions or I have not. They've not officially announced okay. that yet. I, I believe Pickett's going to be playing those okay. from what I heard. Anyway, yeah, ugly game. But like you guys said, Carolina. I mean, they're still in play for the NFC South, and because Tampa Bay is so terrible. Um, I'm liking Carolina. I'm going to join you guys. I'm going to take Carolina as well. Later three. How about what the Jaguars did last weekend, too? I don't know if it was more about the Titans. And this is what should really embarrass Colts fans. The Titans are doing everything in their power to keep teams in it. And in a season where the Colts are supposed to be in it, they could not be any further out of it right now. That, that to me, is the most embarrassing aspect of this Colts season. Jacksonville laying the wood to the Titans last week. Titans having all sorts of issues, whether it's injuries kept, or keeping uh, catching up with them, I should say, or what have you. But how about Jacksonville at home? They are four-point underdogs at home to the Dallas Cowboys. You know, as much as Jacksonville looked good last week, um, I'm going to go ahead and lay, lay that four and take the Cowboys on the road because they're a team that struggled, don't get me wrong, last week to get a win. I mean, it looked ugly there for a while, but they did get it. That's kind of a signature game of the season to look back on. Could have lost that. They didn't. And to go ahead and lay the four, take the Cowboys on the road, Brent. Yeah, that was ugly. I mean, they were a big favorite last week. They won it the very last. 17, wasn't it? 17, yeah. they won it in the last, what, minute and a half of the yeah. game, I believe it was, somewhere around there. 
Jacksonville, you know, Jacksonville's sitting at, uh, what, 5-8, and eight, I believe, and uh, they're going to be, uh, I mean, they're, they're looking pretty good, but I just think Dallas has too much firepower. I really do. Uh, Dak Prescott, and, and you got Tony Pollard has been the one that, for me, that uh, just kind of blown me away. Yeah. you got Zeke. Everybody knows Zeke, right? But Pollard, Pollard's their, he's their lightning in a bottle, right? Give him the ball. Get him in there. He's scoring touchdowns a game. I'm going to take Dallas. I'll lay the four on the road with you, John. What do you got, Tommy? Give you guys some fantasy advice. Don't ever draft Ezekiel Elliott on your fantasy team. <laughs> that guy's been so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Tony Pollard's better. Yeah. He I really is. I should have known better. But anyway, I can't figure Dallas out. They go into Minnesota, beat the brakes off the Vikings 40 to 3, and then they barely beat Houston. Houston! Lovey Smith, come on, guys. Yeah, I know, man. By the way, the Cowboys with former Colts wide receiver T.Y. T.Y. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. pretty so, wild. Nice play. Something else like to that. look forward to. I guess if he gets any playing time or any. Any series I'm reps, take the any targets. Pussy cats and to get, give me those points. I All got right. you. All right. All right. I mean, this is a big number. So minus 14 for the Chiefs on the road in Houston. Uh, I, I think I think you've got to go ahead and bury that. I think you've got to take it. I, I don't like to take numbers this big, but Houston is just awful. I know that Houston hung with Dallas last week. Don't get me wrong, but just so bad. I'm going to go ahead and bury that that 14. I'm going to take the Chiefs on the road, and I'll regret it, but I'm going to take it right now. You know, Pierce is out running back uh, for Houston. He's, he's, a, he's the lone bright spot of, uh, of Houston's offense, right? And he's not in it. Yep. 14's a big number. Well, see, though. I mean, Zach's telling me that they covered. It was a 17 last week, was it, with Dallas? Yeah, so, I mean, Zach's, oh, wait a minute, they covered last week. I mean, Houston covered. Yes, Houston oh, yeah, covered yeah. last They should have won the game. Yeah. Which is so, why. So I have failed thinking here. Is that what you're thinking? Well, I, uh, here's the thing, right? 14 points. you got Kansas City, who's yeah. one of the best in the league. They played it down to their opponents a lot, though. This is a big home dog here. Hey, watching Houston, they, they, they played their hearts out against Dallas. Should have won that game in Dallas. I'm going to take those 14 points. Not sexy. Don't love it. See? I'm going to take Houston in 14. All right, I'm going to be home. the only one doing this crap then. I can see that coming. What do you got, Tommy? Yeah, you're right, JMB, because look at Kansas City last week. Go out to Denver. They gave 27 points up to that crummy offense. Come yeah. on now, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 28 nothing lead, and they almost blew it. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take Houston because, I mean, I, they're still playing. Lovey Smith has not lost that team yet. So. Kansas City's 4-8-1 and one against the spread. So they're, everybody, they're everybody's favorite. Against the they're, they're a betting favorite, right? Like, people just see Kansas yeah. City, and they're going to put money Patrick on Mahomes, them. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. And, again, hey, he's all that. But, again, they're going to play kind of they play down on their opponent a little bit. So I think 14 is a lot. I'll take that home, dog. Yeah, same here. Yeah, what a mess with the Cardinals and the Broncos coming oh, up on goodness. Sunday, too. This is like one of those games where you're thinking it's going to be a low score. I know right now Denver is the three-point favorite. I guess just because they're at home and that really makes no difference. We know Kyler Murray, his situation. We know Russell Wilson, his situation. Lay the three, take Denver at home on Sunday, Brent. Hey, the reason you can bet on games is they're right here, right? You, why else right would there. you watch this ugly yeah. game? You got a three and what were the Broncos? Three and ten, and you got a four and nine Arizona team. Kyler Murray goes out in the third play last week. Yeah. Cole McCoy. Yeah, torn ACL. Cole McCoy comes in. He, yeah, he looked whatever, but they just don't have it. They don't have any buzz to him. And like you just mentioned, Denver put up. They looked decent last week, right? They looked the best decent. offensive performance of the year. It really was. It really was. So I think you know. Again, if anything, in Denver, mile high against Colt McCoy. Uh, they're just banged up. I mean, Connor's a stud. If they yeah. keep getting him the ball, but that Denver defense is pretty defense. I think they're gonna this again. Talk about another five dollar bet to uh, to win five hundred. Bet no touchdowns scored in this game. That might be onto something there. But I'm going to take. I don't know if I do that, I'm going to take Denver Broncos. Lay the three as well. 
Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Broncos, too. I mean, I know this is one of those games where you just don't want to watch. Yeah. You just don't want to watch it. Nobody's going to watch it outside of Cleveland or outside of, uh, of Denver and uh, Arizona, but I'll take Denver. Unless you, you got a little money on it, Tommy. You can, then you can kind of keep an eye on it, you know? Yeah, this is a game I'm not going <laughs> to bet on. Make, make too, many, da- too many X, X factors. Yeah, I hear you. So we're talking McDaniel. We're talking Belichick, 405 on Fox, coming up on Sunday afternoon. I guess you've got some drama there to go to. I don't know about either side, but yeah, obviously New England's in position for a postseason berth right now. The AFC, you give them credit for hanging in there with that. As of right now, I believe Vegas has been installed as a one-point favorite. I'm going to take that point. I'm going to take the Patriots on the road. I just don't. I mean, again, you're right. The, the Patriots are in it. I just they're 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 hard to watch. I don't I don't like their I don't like anything about them. Vegas, though, they've been a disappointment all year. Uh, they got beat by the Rams in that uh, Baker Mayfield comeback uh, last week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Vegas. I'm gonna take Vegas here. I'll lay the one. Give me uh, give me the Raiders. What you got, Tommy? I wonder if the did the Patriots fly back to New England from Arizona and back out to Vegas. I wonder. I, I thought I, I thought they, they stayed out. I there. thought they stayed yeah. out there okay, too. Good. Yeah. So that, that means I'm taking the Patriots. The, the Raiders. I mean, what, who knows what's going on with those guys? I mean, yeah. Devontae Adams is still having a great year. Oh yeah, but they just can't. They can't close the deal. So I'll take I'll take that one point and take the Patriots. I bet the Patriots been out there gambling all week though. They might be might be hitting life. some good spirits out there and uh, going to come in a little rusty. I don't know. All right, of course, the Colts had the Vikings this weekend. Had the Chargers after that. The Chargers at home, Southern California. Monday Night Football. Three point favorites versus the Tennessee Titans. We have documented the fact the Titans are absolutely going in reverse right now. I don't think they're going to find a groove this weekend. So I'm going to go ahead and bury the three. I'm going to take the Chargers at home against, as of right now, a very disappointing down-the-stretch Titans team, Brent Alverson. Yeah, t- uh, d- the Chargers looked great last week against uh, Miami Dolphins, right? They won the game 23-17. They really kind of shut Tua down. I think you're going to see uh, a little bit more of that. I mean, you're right, Tennessee's kind of going backwards. They still got number 22, though. Derrick Henry, he's a machine. Uh, you know, they're going to feed him the ball, but I think Chargers are going to kind of hone in on that. Uh, they're out with, without Trey Burks as well. Yeah. I mean, he's been a stud rookie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the uh, Chargers here. I'll lay the three with you, John. Make sense. What do you got, Tommy? Yeah, Chargers have been playing a little bit better. I mean, they've been disappointing this year, obviously. A lot of injuries out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, John, Tennessee is full reverse mode right now. They're just fading down the stretch. So, I'll take the Chargers. Play that play that three. Larsley Bourbon Locks. Luna's will to the shots. Week 15 of the NFL. Bengals three and a half port favorites on the road. Speaking of disappointing, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lay the three and a half. Take Burrow and the Bengals on the road. Brent? Number one team in the NFL against the spread, the Cincinnati Bengals. are 10-3 and three against that number. Uh, I think we've all seen Tampa Bay. I mean, they come back and win games in the very last minute when they shouldn't, you know, a couple Mondays ago. Brady led the, uh, you know, the, 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 what, 14 points in three minutes, whatever that was. I don't see that here. I think the Bengals got too much firepower. Um, the, now, I don't know. I think Higgins, uh, you know, Higgins is, is he questionable still? Higgins and Boyd, I think. Are Boyd is out. He's Higgins out. is questionable. That's a big key right there. Higgins plays, I think they're going to have it because then you got Chase and then you got Higgins. I mean, it's a pow- pretty pretty powerful one-two punch. And then Sam Perrine, oh, he, he'd be looking good, right? He's kind of filled in for Mixon, but now he's got to end the uh, mix a little bit too. So Mixon is back. Give me Cincinnati. I'll lay the three and a half by the half point, though. Uh, give me the Bengals Tommy, on the road. You know, Tampa's at home, and I just have a hard time betting against Brady. I really do. I'm, Cincinnati is good, don't get me wrong. I think they're the better team, but I think I think Tampa. They're still playing. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. Tom doesn't want to go out. 
not make the playoffs this year and you know fade in the sunset. I'm gonna I'm gonna take those uh, three and a half points. Take those Buccaneers. Eight twenty on Sunday Night Football as the Giants and the Commanders with the the Hennekees versus the Joneses right there. By the way, too, with Daniel Jones' stat line, 25-34, 12 TDs this season. Of course, Terry McLaurin has been pretty good most of the time, especially considering the quarterback play and the offensive play for the Commanders with nearly 1,000 yards receiving and three TDs. Probably would like to have more than that. But be that as it may, got two teams that are in a thick of it right now. I'm going to go ahead and do this on Sunday Night Football. I'll lay the four and a half and take the Commanders, Brent Halverson, at home. I'm against you here, John, and here's the reason why. Yep. I mean, these teams always play each other so tight. It really almost every game comes down to a, a well, they, field goal. They tied uh, a couple weeks they ago. They tied 2020, yeah. two weeks ago, right? That, was, that game was in New York. I think, I think Washington wins this game. I truly do. I think it's by a field goal. So if I'm going to get four and a half points. That means I win by a point and a half. Give me the, uh, give me the Giants on the road as a four and a half point dog. Tommy. You know, I, I've been impressed with Washington this year. I think Heineke's the guy. I mean, Carson Wentz, he replaced him. They've been winning. Riverboat Ron looking good up there. So Riverboat Ron. I think I'm going to buy that half point. I'm going to go with the Redskins, as I call them still. Man, Monday night football with the Rams and the Packers, fellas. Man, you're Packers. Man, those Rams. The defending champs in a team that everybody thought was going to be right there in the NFC and simply has not. Seven-point favorites, the Packers at home. Man, that's a lot of points to me for that Packer team, but I'll lay it. I'll take the Packers at home Monday night, Brent. Yeah, you know, again, uh, Baker Mayfield, the resurgence, right? He had two days to learn the script. He goes in, makes that miraculous comeback, kind of scripted exactly like that. I wonder if it's going to happen that way on Monday night. I wonder if it is. I don't think it is, John. I I think we're, uh, you know, Packers still have a strong chance, right? There's a chance. that they can make the playoffs. And, And I need to see that Jets, I need to see Jets beat Detroit. Packers can kind of maneuver in if they win out. As Aaron Rodgers says, relax, relax. He's kind of finding the groove with Might Christian. Get that seventh seed and see the Vikings in the first round. You never know. Well, you never know, man. I don't I, know if you want that. I'd well, love that, actually, Tommy. <laughs> got, some, got some revenge to do, my friend. But, no, hey, Christian Watson, he looks great. He's got eight touchdowns in five games. He's become the guy. We talked earlier, uh, Romeo Dobbs is back. So he's going to have some firepower back there. And you still got that rushing game. Aaron Jones has been banged up a little bit. He's going to play. Um, but I, I tell you what. Seven's a big number, um, but you're going to Lambeau Field, and I think they got a little bit of swagger, and they haven't had it all year. They've looked horrible. I'll lay the seven. Go, Pack, go. What do you got there, Tommy Yes. I mean, I'm pretty much in agreement with everything Hallby said. The Rams are a disaster. I mean, I think Stafford might be done for the year. Yeah. He's um, out. Cup's done for the year. I mean, they're Cup's done for the yep. year. I mean, they're, they're just yes. thinking right now. What a disappointing season for the Rams. Super Bowl champions. The but chumps, the but chumps, yeah. you would take it, right? Would you take it? I mean, they, they basically you know sold off the farm to yeah. get that Super Bowl title. I, I think most people the, would I, take I, it. I would take one from yeah. the Vikings. Give, yeah. me, give me this. Right. I just want one. Right. But anyway. <laughs> most Packers, people would take it. Packers playing well. They're still playing for playoff spots. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that seven points. And uh, Green Bay at home on a Monday night. It's going to be cold. Yeah, baby. The Rams are going to play Football well in the cold. So. I love it. All right, final game of our Week 15, Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Zul Tequila Shots. That matchup at 1 o'clock, Minneapolis coming up on Saturday, 10 a.m. The Colts pregame huddle begins with me, Bill Brooks, and the Goreman leading you up to countdown to kick off, and then game time again, 1 o'clock, with the Vikings and the Colts coming up. That is the first of three on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, the Colts, I think, Tommy, yes, you're right about the Vikings' defense being able to keep them hanging around. 
But the playmaking ability of Jefferson, and even we'll see. Cam and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. Stephon Gilmore, is he going to be treating him like he did A.J. Brown about a month ago? We shall see. That's the expectation. But also my expectation is we're going to see too much offense when it matters from the Vikings. Lay the four and take the Vikings coming up on Saturday. Here's a scary thing. I, Tommy and I were talking about this last night. I think this game is a, I think the Vikings are a 10-point favorite. Yeah, I really, truly do. And I see this four, and it's sitting on four. Money line's 200, so it's two to one. Man, I love this game. Vegas I love doesn't it. trust that defense. They, 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 they don't. That, that is exactly it. That it's crazy when you see these lines, and it's like that line last week when the Lions were a one-point favorite that went to two and a half against your Vikings. I think we talked about that last night as well. First time in, in ever that uh, uh, whatever the numbers Second were on time, that. Second time, I think it was. Second time. Whatever. A 10 and 3, 10 and 2 team goes into a, a, a 5 and 7 team, and they're an underdog. And that truly, you, that, again, it's just it's tough. This Vikings team is tough to, to kind to get a handle on but you know what i think this is going to be a uh, huge huge redemption they're going to come back they're going to come and it's the colts you know we saw 33 points put on the colts in the fourth quarter by the cowboys i don't know if we'll see that but i think we're going to see justin jefferson do all kinds of magic and really tear that colts defense up i love your vikings this week tommy and this is my larceny lock of the week again looking at it scary with that line it really truly is but you know what hey if they're going to kind of dangle it out there to make you think you should probably take the colts no way i can't do it vikings lay the four larceny lock of the week put the house on it nally i would agree that seems like tommy that should be more but you've watched that defense and there's a reason why it's not because that defense is far from legit. yards given up over four games. That's crazy. That is insane. Yeah. Insane. But we've seen the Colts offense all year. It's just, it's not good. That, that offensive line, what happened? What happened to those guys? Um, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of Justin Jefferson, see a lot of uh, TJ Hawkinson, a lot of Vikings offense. I, I, I hate to, I, wanna, I don't want to jinx my boys, but I'm probably going to take that four points or lay that four points. I'm sorry. Uh, take them at home. I think the Vikings want to wrap up the North and secure their playoff uh, playoff spot. And yeah, I'll roll with the Vikes. Jefferson go north of 150 yards receiving. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I bet it last night. We were talking about it, and I bet it. So I bet him uh, over 166 yards, and it was uh, plus 300. So it pays on three pace to one for over 2,000. He might he might break the 2,000 uh, yard mark this year. Does Cousins go over 350 in passing? Yes. He. he 425 it's, last week in a loss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's probably a good you know, bet, too. Kirk's been lights out this year. He's played really well. It's, it's the defense. It just can't stop anybody. Now, was that defense much better against Mike Zimmer? I know he was a defensive it, it, it's philosopher. It's the last couple years. I don't yeah. know what happened. But, uh, well, now they changed to a 3-4 this year. Yeah. They and did do it, that. The yeah. scheme's not working. So, we'll see. If we can get, I mean, the Colts offensive line is terrible. I think Denell Hunter and Jadarius Smith might have a field day. So yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see if that week off does uh, Matt Ryan any good, too, right? He's Re- not very mobile. Reinvigorated his arm, which I think we all doubt right there. All right, week 15. Lars the Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. Anything we left out? No, I think we got it all covered. Nice. Uh, you know, again, we got a full slate of games. We got uh, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's uh, it's NFL season right now coming down like to the sports, heart. If you like sports, this is your weekend. This yes. is it. This, this is, is your place it. as well. Coaches Tavern, downtown, Large City, Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots. That is Tommy Sutton, the owner, and Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, every single Thursday with us. Top of the hour, Mike Chappell. What Jim Irsay had to say about a head coaching search coming up at the end of the year. We'll talk to 
Mike about that and that matchup with the Vikings coming up in a little less than 30 minutes. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ride with JMV. My vision is to take this team as the first franchise to the Saturn Football League and play against eight-foot gargoyles that run 3-8 speed. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We're downtown today. Coaches to Everton, Larsity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Week number 15, we just went over that. Me and our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, along with Tommy Sutton. Thank you for joining us inside the lounge via YouTube Live. There's Haas. I saw Haas in there getting loose a little bit. Thank you very much, Grifty, for always hanging out as well. Daniel tweets me up with this, so I'm sitting in Minneapolis right now watching the snowfall. Getting ready for that Colts game coming up on Saturday afternoon. Indeed, Saturday afternoon. 10 a.m., in fact, I will get that thing going with the Colts pregame huddle. That's 10 a.m. with me coming up on Saturday morning. Kind of a weird time. I don't know what that's going to do because normally, if you guys listen to me, normally I will call in to the Home and Garden Show on WIBC with Pat and Denny and Terry on a Saturday morning. They start at 9, though, so I guess... I could call in in the 9 o'clock hour and then fire that up. But I love talking to Pat and Denny and Terry and Allison every single Saturday morning. If you guys listen to that on 93 WIBC, but 10 a.m. And remember, too, we fire things up at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning on 97.1 Hank FM. Luke Combs would be incredibly happy. 97.1 Hank FM. For that first hour of the Colts pregame huddle, then I believe at 11, we joined forces with everybody. 97.1 Hank FM, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We get back into gear coming up for hour number two of that. Countdown to kickoff at noon. And again, that's an early kick on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. So if for nothing else, it should be one heck of a time. No doubt about that. And listen, even in a disappointing season, which has been massively disappointing, disappointing even in a disappointing season we'll see what is worthy of watching against this minnesota team who as tommy s mentioned now this defense has been not good this defense gives up yards this defense gives up points so we shall see brett writes this did you see this benedict matherin signed a multi-year shoe deal with adidas somebody had asked me this i don't know if this came from somebody else's story, maybe it was a Kravitz story in The Athletic, maybe it was somebody else, who would you compare Benedict Matherin to? Uh, Benedict Matherin, you watch him, he plays, it seems like he plays so often on his tiptoes. And that always seems like the sign of an incredible athlete to me. It almost seems like at times he floats. Now he's still going to hit some rough patches. But some of the comparisons I saw out there, the Jimmy Butler one is probably, to me, about as close as you get. Because one of these days, he goes to the basket so relentlessly, one of these days, he's going to shoot a lot of free throws every night. Now, what he has better than Butler right now is his three-point shooting ability. 
But one of these days, he's going to go to the free throw line a lot. He is relentless. Nine points in a spurt last night to basically was the difference in that game against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, A lot of Golden State folks there. I know that they're Steph Curry fans. Steph Curry goes out. Steph Curry was lighting it up. Draymond Green goes out. He was not. He was turning it over and being a pain, and he got tossed for being a pain. And Golden State's an absolute disaster on the road. I mean, a disaster. But the Pacers get a win. Pacers in Cleveland coming up. That is tomorrow night. We'll get our first look at the Donovan Mitchell-led Cleveland Cavaliers. But I did see that, Brett, a little bit earlier that Benedict Matherin signed with Adidas. Did see it. Uh, from Corey Kenny, JMV, Candace and I are back in New Orleans. Want to come relive 2019? I don't. Thank you very much. Uh, the last time IU played in Kansas... Was it in Kansas? Was it at Allen Fieldhouse? Or was it just played Kansas in general? Yeah, that 103-99 game is the last time they matched up the Jayhawks and the Hoosiers, as they'll do it coming up again on Saturday. See, this weekend's going to be fun. Saturday's going to be outstanding. Uh, JMV, a guy who's never called plays and a head coach who's never coached before. Sounds familiar. Where have we heard that one before? Yeah, Purdue's kind of taking that Colts playbook a little bit, aren't they? For the Citrus Bowl. That's amazing. We'll get to Jim Irsay and what he had to say about his coaching search and mention the collegiate ranks a couple of different times. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it does. And your thoughts sitting here right now on whether or not you believe it should be Jeff Saturday. They're going to go out. They're going to interview. Would you rather have Jeff Saturday or somebody collegiately? I know everybody would rather have Jim Harbaugh. But others that they may have interest in. We'll talk to Mike Chappell coming up at the top of the hour about that. Coach's Tavern downtown, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. That is week 15 tomorrow. Blue Chaparral, we're on Southeastern Avenue. That is a Bud Light Blue Friday with Chargers Colts tickets coming up tomorrow, southeast side of Indy on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan. The whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ride with JMV. I want savages on the field. I want to lead the league in broken ribs. I want to put people in the hospital legally, no hitting in the head. I want them to cry and be scared to play us. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Pacers in Cleveland coming up tomorrow night. Pacers last night a win over the Warriors. We were talking about Benedict Matherin. Give me a good NBA comparison. I said Jimmy Butler. I think Butler's a little bit taller. Butler right now is a little bit stronger, but I think I think that's a good comparison. What do you got? Jimmy Butler's too good at defense. Well, you wouldn't expect a rookie to be very good at defense, don't you think? That's something where he, he's already strong the way that it is. He's only going to get stronger. I don't think that's something he's going to leave behind. Eddie, back at the studio, what do you got? 
I was Modern thinking, day comparison. I was thinking like a Bradley Beal kind of player. You know, he's able to score at all three levels. I think eventually he'll get to the point where he can become a distributor with the basketball in his hands. But right now, he's so hyper-focused on attacking downhill that it just kind of reminds me of early stages of Bradley Beal. What do you got, Cam? Oh, I, I said Rip Hamilton. That was mine. Because uh. I, I just felt like, I don't know why that came to head, but I, um, I think he did really well for the Pistons. It was just a natural score overall. Richard Lewis. Uh, Richard Lewis was not as multidimensional off the dribble, though. Rashad Lewis was about six foot ten, too, I think, if memory serves. Sebastian says Matherin looks like Dwayne Wade and a Butler mix. I, I just I, when I watch him play, because again, he's so relentless and so strong, that's the player that comes to mind. Is Jimmy Butler. And again, I'm not considering the prowess defensively of Butler. Just like I'm not considering the fact that, that Matherin is going to be a much better three-point threat than Butler has been in his career. But to me, the strength, and this is something that Matherin is going to do to me. He's going to get to the free throw line a lot. And that's what Butler does as well. So I say Jimmy Butler right now. John Buzzard says Matherin's comparison has to be Latrell Sprewell. Yeah, I don't know. Ray Allen. I don't remember Ray Allen being that prominent off the dribble, though. I'm not completely dismissing it because this is just kind of spitballing here. But since somebody brought that up, we'll continue that. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, rejoins us. We did week 15 of our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Zool Tequila Shots a little bit earlier today. We have coming up at Joe's Grill on Sunday. I'll be a part of this, too. Um, provided they have ample toiletry for me up there. <laughs> I need some toilet space on the road, but we're doing a chili cook-off up there for a great charity, correct? really is, and, and, and this is, I, I, I think it's the 16th year they've done right. this. It is one of the best Sundays. Not only do we get the NFL football, and you've got 30 TVs to watch all the games up at Joe's Grill in Castleton, but yes, you're absolutely right. So this is Chili Cook-Off. Uh, all the money raised goes to the Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital. So nice. very great uh, charity there. Uh, Going to have some all-star celebrity guest uh, judging. Uh, yourself, myself, Mr. Jim Romanak's going to be joining oh, us. Oh, Romy's going to be up there. Uh, Kelly Eisenhower, one of the greatest guitar players and, yes. and musicians you've ever seen. Uh, and uh, we got, it's just going to be it's great. So you get up there. Um, all you have to do to get there, John, if anybody out there wants to enter their chili, they just have to be there. And by 12.30 this Sunday, yes. uh, and a Joe's representative will get you uh, plugged in. Just bring your crock pot. They'll get you all plugged in. They'll give you a number. Um, the judging will start at uh, 2 o'clock. And then as soon as we're done with the judging, uh, everybody for $5, and that all goes to charity, all you can eat chili out of all the contestants. There's usually 20, 25 pots of chili up there. So we're going to have some tasting to do, and I'll have to make sure Mr. Nally gets you that uh, VIP bathroom reserved. Yeah, well, I need that, <laughs> especially the way it's going right now. So that's coming up on Sunday. What time does it start at Joe's Grill? That is Sunday. So uh, all, all pots of chili have to be there by 12. 
1230. Gotcha. But uh, we're going to do the judging at 2. And then uh, about 2.30 or so, they also have a 50-50 raffle. So a great way to come up. Uh, 50% of the money is going to go to charity as well on the raffle. 50% could be you if you enter to win. So they're going to about 2.30-ish. We'll announce the, uh, the winner, uh, first, second, third place of Chile. Uh, there's a nice little cash prize there for the winners. And uh, like I say, all the money's going to go to charity. So great, hey, great way to come up and celebrate. I know a lot of people are going to say that's not Chile, but you have me at Chili Mac. Listen, if there's either a spaghetti noodle or a macaroni noodle in it, I'm about it. I'm with that's, you too, that, man. That's, that's going to always get the edge. People are going to go, well, that's not chili. It is chili to me. So if you've got some sort of noodle in it, I'm down with it. You know, I am too, and it's a big, it's a big controversy, right? Yeah. It's 50-50. Oh, yeah. People yes. are no noodles, yes noodles, whatever. I personally am with you. The more the merrier. Love some great flavor. Here's the best part about it too, John. So not only uh, we, we have a chance to win some money, so first place is $300. Nice. Right? So they're going to win. You have a chance to win $300. You get your name on a plaque there at Joe's. It's his 17th year, actually. Mr. Nally just tweeted me. Uh, $200 for second place, 50 for third uh, in the Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital, like I said. Also, there's a little toy drive. So uh, they're, they're giving away toys. If you can bring an unwrapped toy, uh, bring it in. They'll have a box up there to drop it off. They raise, they raise anywhere, you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000. So it's a great event. Yes. You're going to be out watching football anyway. Come out and see us, right? We'll have a chance to, yep. uh, to chat with you. So if you're listening, you got a good chi- uh, chili recipe, bring it up to Joe's Castleton. Be there by 1230 Sunday. If your chili recipe includes a macaroni noodle or a spaghetti noodle, <laughs> you get a bonus point. I've already told you. <laughs> I've told you. You're in front of the line right there if you have that. No, I, now, I'm not a cinnamon guy. I don't want any cinnamon no, in no, it. No, no, no. I don't want any cinnamon in it. But, no, if you give me the, the Texas-style chili mac type of thing, I'm all about that. You've already got me. You had me at noodle. Absolutely. I think the more the merit, too. Like, I like yes. big chunks of tomatoes and, 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 and onions. and Big, some a big chunks of burger. Just some big yeah. meat. The best part about it, John, is there's going to be 25 different right. recipes, right? So it's, it's pretty cool. You know, we, we did this last uh, – did we do it last? Was it last we year? We did. Right? I was there last year. Uh, yeah. It took a couple of years off for COVID there. But, uh, yeah, last year we did it. Um, again, a lot of great entries. And you see a lot of different styles, right? I mean, that's a yep. cool thing. Again, we'll probably have 50% with those noodles. So they're already a step up uh, from uh, our, our celebrity judge, Mr. J. V, if you're listening, throw a noodle in there. Throw a noodle in there. That's, That's coming up do. on Sunday. you got to be there by 1230. Be there by 1230. Yep. Turn your uh, pot of chili in and your crock pot. They'll get you ready to go. We will hang and watch the Week 15 Sunday games. Absolutely. Coming up then. It's Brent Halverson right there. He'll be a part of that as well. That's at Joe's Grill in Castleton, and uh, they're doing it for a great cause. Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital is coming up on Sunday. Quick break, and we shall return. Coach's Tavern downtown. What Jim Mercer had to say about the coaching search coming up here in the offseason. And was there anything to what he said about mentioning collegiate coaches twice? Is there anything that he had mentioned regarding Jeff Saturday where you believe that regardless of who they interview, Jeff Saturday right now has the job? Talk to Mike Chappell about that, about the matchup with the Vikings and more coming up on the other side. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Side with JMV. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Hey, thank you for joining us. We're back at Coach's Tavern on Larsity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots Thursday. Look, 
Look what happened when you got a little bit of a head cold out here, everybody. You see this? Oh, yeah. Let me put that. If you guys are watching via YouTube Live right now, this is why we do it right here. Every, now, I'm going to get that out of the way. I got to get the chloracetin high blood pressure out of the way here. <laughs> we get that out of the way. This is why we do it right here for that. Great time down here tomorrow. Blue Chaparral, Southeastern Avenue. Bud Light, Blue Friday, Chargers, Colts tickets. We might uh, even have, uh, provided I can maintain, coming up tomorrow, a little bit of uh, fun times afterwards, too, coming up tomorrow. My friends from Zinc and, and, uh, and others who shall remain nameless coming up tomorrow. But you can be a part of it, too. I need more to the crew. I told you this when I go out. Even when I went on dates back in the day, I had to be a part of a group. I was group dating guy. Always. We'd go to McCree's Deli in Bloomington. We'd get one of those long booths, right, the wooden booths. And I would stack up like 10 people. I was group date guy back in the day. Always have been and always will be. Be looking for you coming up tomorrow. Blue Chaparral, that's on Southeastern Avenue. Should be a great time on a Bud Light Blue Friday. Meantime, a little bit earlier, we did our locks and our shots. We also talked to uh, Tom Deanhart of Golden Black Illustrated. So a lot going down with the Purdue football program. The hiring of a new coach, Ryan Walters, that was made official at least with the introductory press conference yesterday. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is going to opt out of the Citrus Bowl. Um, Others um, are going to opt out of the Citrus Bowl. And Drew Brees is going to be an assistant coach on the sideline, which is pretty interesting, too, other than the fact that – Tom Deanhart said it was more of a PR maneuver than it was anything else right there. But that gives you a reason, I guess, to sit back and relax and watch the Citrus Bowl with LSU and Purdue. But we talked to Tom Deanhart about that as well. Clayton Anderson, the country music artist, a little bit of coming up on Saturday. So he's inviting anybody that's an IU fan that's going to Allen Fieldhouse for their matchup with the Jayhawks on Saturday to swing by the tin roof where he's going to be in Kansas City and watch him perform that evening. So Clayton Anderson, podcast 107.5thefan.com. The number one team in the nation, the Purdue Boilermakers, get Davidson here downtown at Gamerich Fieldhouse tomorrow night. Matt Payne in our conversation from yesterday is up on a podcast that's 1075thefan.com but on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from CBS4 and Fox 59 Mike Chappell joins us so get kind of bits and pieces today of uh, what Jim Mercer had to say at the owners meetings regarding his coaching search and a couple of different times he mentioned collegiate coaching ranks it's Jim Irsay, so I kind of know what we're getting into here. Should we at all read in to that being talked about twice, or again, was that just Jim Irsay being Jim Irsay? Is Jim Harbaugh still coaching in the college ranks? He is. <laughs> yeah, I, he, and again, I, I thought that he, he came off so strong in the introductory press conference that with Jeff Saturday that you know, this is for eight games and hopefully more and all that. I, I thought he came on a way too strong for Jeff Saturday. I thought they were putting Jeff Saturday in a very, very bad situation. You got to look at your options. And, you know, and, and Jeff coming out this week saying he wants to, you know, this is what he wants to do, which is number one. I think a lot of us thought, is this something he really wants to do? You know, it sounds pretty cool until you dive into the deep end of the pool. 
and there's sharks in there, you know, because he had never done it at this level at all. And but so he checked the first box and that hey, I would like to do this. I want to be considered. So when they when they come and have I don't know five, six, seven, eight interviews, he needs to be one of them. He just does. But at the same time, there's going to be other guys. I mean, you know, the the Jim Harbaugh's and I don't know if Lincoln Riley would is ready yet. Maybe he wants to stay another year. But you're going to have a, a group of very, very qualified. And, and, again, none of this is meant to throw shade on Jeff Saturday. It's just that when you're talking about this level and one of 32 positions, you're going to have quality people with deep resumes to consider, which you should, which you should. So, yeah, I, I'm really interested to see when they start leaking out in January about their short lists. You've always got short lists. You do because you never know. And I wish I had been at the owners' meetings, and, and I don't know that it was a it was breached or it would have been written about. But before you can decide on a coach, you've got to decide on a GM. Is, is Chris Ballard going to come back? I mean, by all indications, yes. But we know how things swerve from time to time. So, you know, before you decide on let's bring in eight guys to talk about the head coaching job. Will this be Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard, or will this be Jim Irsay and who? So that's the first domino that needs to fall. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So as you mentioned in that introductory press conference, you know, Jim Irsay was speaking from a stance of strength regarding his belief Correct. in Jeff Saturday. Do you think he still feels that way about – Jeff Saturday right now. What do you think he is compared to that first press conference? Boy, it's hard because they 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 put when you step back and look at it, they put Jeff in a position to fail. They just did. They did. They they, they, they were a mess at quarterback. They were a mess on offense. And to think that you know George Hallis in his prime, Don Schumann in his prime, could have fixed that is crazy. So it was just unfair. It was unfair to put Sam Ellinger out there. It's been unfair to put Parks Frazier in this position because it, it, you're asking guys to step in in an untenable situation. So I, I don't know what Jeff could have done or will do over the last month to give you a strong indication. I mean, they've got four games, three against teams, that are either right there in the playoffs or or, or or pushing for it, and you've got Houston. They can play well and win one game. Uh, that, or they can play well and go two and two. I don't know. I mean, I, the Giants aren't great shakes, but they're playoff right there, and the Chargers are going to score points because that's what they do. So I, I don't know, barring just a complete collapse. I mean, not, not you know, I'm talking another Dallas fourth quarter or New England I just don't know what you can glean from Jeff. He is who he is. He brings energy. He brings direction. Uh, and all of that, I think he's got good leadership skills. But it's just such a, a hard situation because keep in mind, he's now without three offensive offensive cogs with Frank Reich, Marcus Brady, and Clayton Adams. So it, it's just hard to do. I hope they finish strong from a competitive standpoint. That would show me something. 
But until you get, but again, the stepping stones, which coach will come in, in here too, but until you get the GM solidified, is it Chris? Is it somebody else? I don't know. I hope it's Chris just because I think he's done some really good things except, except for quarterback and left tackle, and we could argue on edge pass rusher. But, and then what, what do you do at quarterback? I've heard people say, this is not an attractive place because you've got an owner that's all of a sudden making decisions. You've got, you know, your quarter, you've got no answer moving forward at quarterback. None, none. And left tackle, you hope Bernard Ryman is a guy, but at quarterback, how do you sell somebody on coming here? Well, as well, you do because there's only 32 of these. And I just don't think somebody's going to say, no, I think I'll pass on this until new England comes open or, or whatever. So I think you're going to get quality candidates, but they have got to have some long-range plan at at general manager, and you know then the next domino is coach, and, and then and then quarterback, and I, I just it's just going to be what well, right now they're seventh in the draft order I think it is, so you know I keep thinking they're going to get maybe the third best quarterback, and that's going to require moving up. And it may be, uh, the, do you throw the rookie in next year? Do you? So it could be another year or two before this team really knows where it's going. All right, Mike, it, you look at the handling of this, too, and it, it's really a double-edged sword. Reason being is, from a standpoint, if you're Jim Irsay and you do believe in Jeff Saturday, or if you're a fan and you want to see Jeff Saturday remain the head coach, if you truly do believe in him, um, you want to see some results, positive results. And if you right. get positive results, that helps bury that chance to get one of those top three quarterbacks in the spring yeah. draft. So, again, yep. the, 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 this was so botched by Jim Irsay in general, putting Saturday out there. I mean, if you really wanted that debate and you really you wanted him to start with a, a clean slate as well, all right. Take that shot after the season. Say, I believe in this guy. We're going to do this, yeah. and we'll debate about it all year long. But at least you don't have now the muddy water of this guy's been the coach of this team, and they've won one game since, when in all likelihood that was going to be the case regardless of the head coach. Yeah, I, I, I heard we, when I've talked with other people about that, about would have made more sense to just wait, you know, put, put uh, one of the guys uh, – uh, John Fox or somebody as interim coach and, and try to muddle through and finish again one and six or one and seven, whatever it's going to be with the interim basis and bring in Jeff as hard of a sell nationally as it was. And it was, it turned out to be like a joke to bring Jeff in as interim coach with, with no experience. How would you possibly have sold that? That moving forward for the next four or five years, you're going with a guy. With zero experience, I, that would have been tough. Yes, he would have had no one and seven or whatever it was going to be as an interim coach. But I, that would have been such a hard sell. I mean, and to some level, you've got to have credibility. I guess I don't know. I don't know what the better word is. So if they had gone to Jeff after after going through the Rooney Rule next, you know, in January or whenever, and talking with two or three minorities and, and two or three other coaches and you go with Jeff and then what you do, I assume you use the same quotes you used at the introductory press conference where I don't want him to have the fear. I, I don't want it. I, you know, no experience is a good thing. But no, it's not. 
you know, no, it's not. So I think that would have been, I understand the rationale, but that would have been such a hard sell to, to go so far outside the box for a head coach. Now, again, it, it, will Jeff be a, a, a candidate? He has to be. After all they've done, and all they said, he has to be. And he will present himself great. He will. But, again, you're going to have other guys that have done it before with good resumes, either college, Harbaugh, you know, might as well go around the ring of honor and start ringing guys to be head coach because that's kind of what they're doing. But I, I, I just I just think there are going to be a couple of candidates, several candidates, who who are just too good to turn down. You know, and then would Jeff come back as line coach? I I don't know. I'd like to see it. I really would. Uh, but it, again, they've created they, they've created they, they've created all of this, and I I don't know that there's an easy way to get out of it unless you simply go through the process and get in a guy and say this is our guy and this is why, not because it you know it doesn't look right on the outside, but because this is what he's done here and this is what he's done there, and we believe he can do that again here. I ju- that would be such a hard sell. With Jeff, and again, I, I, I count Jeff as a friend, and I follow his career here. But the lack of experience and and being in such a bad situation over the last two months of the season, I just don't know how you can step back and say, "I saw all I needed to see. I'm, I, I believe this is right." I don't know how you sell that to your fan base if, if that's important to you. Well, I mean, there's a lot that's going to be difficult to sell to the fan base, and chief among them would be bringing Chris Ballard back. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying about that, but he has got no believers right now. And if you are a believer, I mean, you're on the fringe. You say, well, this is what he's done okay, but unfortunately he's done okay with those non-essential positions. The essential to win NFL games at a high level, he's botched. I thought he botched that as much as the owner botched bringing Jeff Saturday on when he did. I, I don't know how you sell bringing him back to anybody at this point. And it would be a hard sell. You know, and I go back, Kevin Bowen asked him the question earlier about Chris Powder, and he said, that's not even on my consciousness now. And I think he even went further to say, yeah, he'll be back. But, again, things change. Things change. And like I said, I think we've talked before, if I put down the good and the bad, I could put 25 things in the good column. I really could and be strong on it. And the negative column would be, you know, quarterback, left tackle, uh, you know, edge pass rusher. If we that's still open to debate, and, and you know, Josh McDaniel, but you know, back when that decision was made. So yeah, it, you're right, and that's one to where I, I I just sit there and nod when you tell me all the reasons not to bring him back because I, I, it's hard. It's hard when you do it that way because, like you said, we're talking. You know, Rick Venturi and I were on, and you and I we were on that boat from the start on Quentin Nelson. Great, great player. He's a guard. He's a guard, and now you're paying him twenty million dollars a year because he, 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 he's he's more than played to the level you wanted. Yet you don't know what you're doing at left tackle. So it, it's it's everything you say is, is right. I'm a guy that I hate change unless it's just doggone it. We can't keep doing this. I'm not quite there yet. Uh, we'll see if the owner is, and it, it, it's going to really test his. Faith, because I I honestly believe, per se, 
trust and have faith in Chris Ballard. I really do. And having said that, he 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 went over, he went behind not behind his back. He unilaterally made made these three major changes over the last year with Wentz and in Bench and Ryan and in Fire and Frank that Chris Ballard, at least on two of them, wasn't in lockstep with. So, it, it, like I say, they've created this, and and the problem is, again, like I say, people don't want to hear it, but this is not an easy fix. It's not an easy fix. And keep in mind, you've got a next next off season is when you extend Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. So, what do you do there? You're going to make Michael Pittman a twenty five million dollar a year receiver. So I don't know. It, it's it's such a big off season, and unless but unless they get the quarterback right, it doesn't matter. You look at Tennessee, and they have been uh, so bad in December. This they're, they're ripe to be overtaken, and that's something that this this Colts team and Jim Mersey has wanted to do for such a long time. I think it makes the situation even more embarrassing. So with that, who do you think is is more to blame? Who's really set this this team back more, the owner or the general manager to this point? Probably, probably the GM. I mean, again, just because. And again, we've talked again. They, they've all had their hands in this quarterback mess. The owner, the the, the GM, and, and Frank, and, you know, and Frank and Frank really took it on the chin with the Carson Wentz. He had to do a big sell there, and that set him back. So, but 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 the other ones, you know, left tackle. They they've they've made a couple of moves or not made a couple of moves, and it's it's bit him in the butt with not going after Derrick Shaw and in, and bringing in Eric Fisher and. And then going into this year with with Matt Pryor as your starter, that that's a, that's that's GM slash scouting uh, edge pass rush. I I think Quiddy Pay is going to be a really good player. I really he's not going to be Freeney, but he's going to be really good. And but but like you said, it's 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 there are holes in the roster that are GM slash personnel. It, it, it just is. So, you know, if, if you're divvying up blame, I would say more to the GM. It's kind of like with the Bill Parcells about is it better to be the, you know, if, you, if you're going to make me be the, the the chef, let me help, you know, as a coach, give me the chance to get the player. So I think in some instances it has been personnel. And some of the coaches, I mean, the, the offensive line has regressed. I don't care how they – how much – you know, lipstick they put on the pig, it's still a pig right now. And this is with three top-tier players that I think Braden Smith is starting to play pretty well. I think Quentin's getting his act together. I think Ryan Kelly's still up and down. But right guard and left tackle, you don't know. You just don't know. And at this point in the season, and what's crazy is injuries have not been the issue on the offensive line. It's been, it's been performance. So yeah, that's that that's the hard part. Is it, it, it's it's more personnel, and that's why you know I, I can argue all the good things Chris has done, but I just it, it's just when you get to the to the two or three key spots, it, it's tough. It's really tough. So I I don't know. I'm I'm really curious what's going on in Jim Mercy's mind with that. And you know Chris isn't going anywhere. Chris isn't going to resign. He's got he's he's way too much. You know, believes in himself, and, and he should to resign. But at the same time, here you are, the GM, and, and the owner has has gone ha, has not gone with what you wanted to do in some key spots. 
So it's 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 difficult. They're in a difficult spot. And again, I, I go back to the same thing. This is a, a thing of their own making, and it's going to take a couple of years to get out of it. You think fans out there would rather see Jeff Saturday return as the head coach next year, or Chris Ballard return as the general manager? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Fans probably Jeff Saturday, which which is crazy. Which is crazy. Again, I like Jeff. I really do, but. <laughs> I like a little more experience with my head coach, and so yeah, that, that's a good question. You got to put that on, on on Twitter and see what kind of response you get. You know, but again, I as much as you, you listen to fans and you're entertained by fans, I don't think fans should drive decisions on a franchise. I, I really don't. So it, it's the owner needs to really set some kind of a tone away from what he's done and let if you trust your GM this much if you do then you gotta let him make the hard decisions and and maybe after the after that embarrassment at New England there was no other thing to do you know I, I see that I, I really do but I don't care who they brought in it wasn't gonna work it just it wasn't because you weren't you weren't fixing anything so it, it's that's a really good question and I don't know the answer to it but th- we, we'll need to know early in the process, I mean, January, as soon as the Houston game's over, we need to know, not the head coach, but we need to know if Chris Ballard will be part of the decision-making process. And, and, and that will give you some idea. And if he's back, if, if Chris is back, he needs to be able somehow to regain control of the really nut-cutting decisions. And I, I don't know if the owner – will will do that so it's just that, that's what we've talked before about how you need the head coach and the gm need to be in lockstep you know chuck and ryan Grigson really weren't especially at the end well tony dungy and bill pullian were they, they were two of the most different personalities you've ever seen and it worked it worked well if your coach and gm don't mesh what have you got and that's why again the GM has to very much be in 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 favor and in a strong part of the process in who you bring as coach. You, you can't yeah, thrust a yeah. you can't thrust a new head coach on a GM. And, and if Chris is back, he's not back for one year. He's back for maybe for the rest of the contract because you know next year's going to be rough. It just is. So it, it, like I say, it's it's going to be interesting. An interesting couple of months leading up to the draft, and then the draft's going to be really interesting. So Mike Chappell's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, staying with a fan theme right here. Is Jim Harbaugh, and I'm not suggesting there's, he's going to have any interest whatsoever. There was right. a flirtation with Minnesota a year ago. We do know that. But is he the, the cure-all in the, the fan court of public opinion right now as far as you know, a possible hire would be, could be higher a head coach? Probably, in a way, it's like, well, anybody else. You know, it's kind of like the backup quarterback. When the quarterback's not playing well, you want the backup quarterback just because you want somebody else. But he's And there probably won't be a better time for Harbaugh to leave. There comes a time for these college coaches where you either leave or you don't. Remember that? Remember all the flirtations with a lot of people, including the Colts, with Ferentz at Iowa? Yeah, and I mean the Colts went after him a couple of times, and other teams did as well. And now that's where he, that's who he is. He's Iowa, 
Well, some I, I don't know that Jim that Jim Harbaugh will have any better opportunity, leverage, whatever you want to use, than whatever happens with Michigan in, in the playoffs. So, I would think unless he comes out and says no, I, I'm not staying. I, and I don't want to hear one of these. Well, right now I, I'm I'm not thinking about that. No, you're, you're either you're either thinking about it or you're not. So if he does not want to to come to the culture anywhere else, just come out and say it. Don't leave that joke, the door, you know, the door open just a little bit. And that's what a coach can do. No, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. And, and don't couch it. But I think that I think he would probably do a pretty good job because he did a good, darn good job in in Frisco until he was it. He and the GM kind of got cross eyed and all this. And you know, I think he might be difficult for the media to work with. But I don't care as long as he gets as long as whoever the coach is gets the uh, team whipped back into shape. That's all that matters. I don't care if I get, I don't care if you get Belichick to deal with or whatever. If the team wins and the team's a contender, that's all that matters. So Mike Chappell of CBS four and Fox 59. You know, it's funny. You mentioned, you know, Kirk Ferentz being known as, you know, Iowa. I kind of makes you wonder, he's never said it, but it kind of makes you wonder if, if Jim Harbaugh would not from here on out want to be known as, you know, Mr. Michigan. Like Bo Schembechler was. So, I guess – yeah, go ahead. The the problem, though, is in college is let's say they win the national title. I mean, then there's no place to go but down. And, and boy, you go and you lose to Ohio State a couple of years and then see see how long your national championship aura stays with you. So, you know, college football is so volatile – and if you slip for a couple of years, and Ohio State's not going away, they're going to be pretty good through the years. So, but no, I, 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 you're right. Is that do you want to be Bo Schembechler? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being the guy that was there for whatever it was, twenty, twenty-five years. I did all the the Woody Hayes and all that. But if he has any itch to get back in the NFL, I just don't know that he'll have a better chance. Than coming off this season, unless Michigan goes out and just gets pummeled, which they look to be too good for that. So I, it's always about timing. Is this the right time for this guy to move? And again, if you don't move now, maybe maybe you're not. Maybe the train passes you by and it doesn't stop again for you. So I don't know that Harbaugh will have a better opportunity now. Whether he wants that or not, I don't know. Hi, Mike. Minnesota. Coming up on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock, Minnesota offensively, obviously, with Jefferson, huge. We're going to see a, a lot of Stephon Gilmore. I think uh, Cam and I were talking about this before the start of the show. It seemed like that, that Gilmore, you know, was blanketing A.J. Brown when they played the Eagles. Are we going to see individually, defensively, Gilmore, you think, trying to, to shadow as much as possible Jefferson Saturday? I sure hope so. And again, they, they normally, even with Devontae Adams, they didn't do it the entire game. It was situationally, I guess. But don't you just know that if if he's on him 60% of the time, then that other 40%, Jefferson's just going to go off. You know, and if he's on him 60%, you know, Jefferson may win half of those because he's that good, and, and that's how that position is. So you got to go strength on strength. And then, oh, by the way, they got Dalvin Cook. They got the tight end. So they've got an awful lot offensively. And, you know, without Kenny Moore, it hurts. 
uh, I, I just, I just, one thing that's crazy is the Vikings have given up 400 yards in five straight games. That's crazy. They're last in the league in defense. Last. And do you have any optimism that the Colts can do what they need to do to, to, you know, to, to attack what's there to be attacked? And I, I don't. So I, it, it's too bad because when you have teams that have issues, because they're going to score points, the Vikings are, because because that's who they are. But I just don't see how this team can't push the ball down the field, which makes it tough on Jonathan Taylor. It's the same story every week, is, is how can they score enough to make it competitive? And recently they've not been able to do that. Recently, all season. Um. We'll save this for later, but I'll just maybe appetize people for it. You know, normally in these these types of transition seasons, where I'm assuming this is what we're going to call it after the end of the regular season here, um, they're going to go over the books and look at high-dollar veteran guys that maybe we think are rock-solid right now for the foreseeable future that suddenly because of that, they aren't. Anybody pop into your head as far as guys that could be a casualty as we move forward here into the off season, or well, a good question, and and again, and if they change GMs, then it all, all bets are off, because then you you bring in maybe a new style, and that's a good question. Uh, Ryan Kelly maybe, but again, I go back to if you remember John John Osier, he's a great Colts.com guy, and he always had the great thing about when it comes to cut day in in August. When you're cutting your 60 or 65 or whatever it was to 53. It's easy to cut to 53. It's it's tough to stop sometimes. You know, it's easy to cut guys. It's tougher to replace them. So if you're going to cut a center or your nickel cornerback or somebody, you better have somebody in line to replace them because you've already got problems. Quarterback, left tackle, right guard. Now you're going to create one at center. You're creating one at nickel. You're creating one at wherever. So, and I don't, I don't think the cap's going to be a big issue for them, depending on what they do with Matt Ryan. Do you, do you, do you bring Matt Ryan back? You know, I mean, it's eighteen million dollars if he's sitting at home, and it's thirty-five if he's sitting in Indianapolis. So, and if you don't bring Matt Ryan in, you need a you need a veteran quarterback to help the rookie. So everything is sort of intertwined. But I don't think there's a lot of dead weight to get off the roster. I don't think. Uh, and again, you can you can do whatever you want with the cap. And if you bring in a rookie quarterback, he's going to cost you nothing, relatively nothing. But you've got to find a left tackle. He's going to cost you something. And as I said too, normally you're going to you're going to be redoing your number one receiver and the running back who is your best player. So all of that goes together, and you know how do you prioritize running back or receiver? Well, generally, you, you keep your receiver. Although Tennessee didn't, and it probably helped get their GM fired, and in Baltimore get got rid of their guy. So it's it, it's it's easy to say, well, Michael Pittman, we can get another one of those, but, but you haven't. You know, over the years you haven't. So a uh, lot, a lot of very interesting decisions. Like I said, it's easy to cut people. It's a lot harder to replace them. 
with people. Mike Chappell of yeah, no doubt. Mike Chappell of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine. I think that's going to be a reality, though. I do. And trying to figure out whether or not you believe that Bernard Ryman is the future of left tackle. No question. Uh, that's also going to be a, a reality. Something and, and, and you to think, watch. Have you seen? Have you seen enough to believe that? I haven't. He's no, getting better. Not at all. But but. Not at all. You know, when the mistakes he makes are just really bad ones, as, as is the case at left tackle. That's what I say. They've got they've got three or four serious, four or five serious issues on and off the field that they've got to decide before you know before you even kind of know what it takes shaping for next season. Mike, I appreciate you. Enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll do. Talk to you next week. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Coaches staff are downtown. It's a Lush City Bourbon Locks and a Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Week 15, Thursday. Tomorrow's Bud Light Blue Friday. First time place on the southeast side. I shall explain coming up in a minute. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. The Ride. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With JMV. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. This is Warren, everybody. 49ers and Seahawks later on tonight. That's a Thursday night game on Amazon Prime. 49ers hitting the groove right now, even with the backup to the backup to the backup right there. 49ers 9-4 and four away from home. They're 3-3 three and three on the season. Seahawks, meantime... You got to give a lot of credit to John Snyder and to Pete Carroll for what they've done having that team 7 and 6. Getting out from under what is a catastrophe now in Denver with Russell Wilson. 7 and 6 are the Seahawks again that's 8:15 coming up later on tonight. Clearly the Seahawks and Brent Holverson our betting analyst, wagering analyst joins us again. They saw and Russell Wilson, what others, including the Broncos, certainly did not. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they got, you know, pretty penny out there for him. Geno Smith, though. Wow. I mean, talk about a guy you just thought they'd kind of just throw yeah. it in for the year. Really has turned on. And Kenneth Walker, he, he's looked great running the ball. So hats off to it. It should be a good game tonight. It really, truly should. What's up, my man? Now nah, you've got a good Thursday nighter. Make yeah, no mistake about absolutely. that. Absolutely. Again, 49ers and Seahawks later and, on. And what about Brock Purdy, right? Yeah. Like, like he's, he's got some rib issues tonight, so hopefully we can play through it. But Mr. Irrelevant, the very last pick in the NFL, he hopped in, what was it, two weeks ago now, drove him hard, and then last week looked great. I mean, the, the, the kids really look good. I love a good story like that. Mr. Irrelevant, you know, he was going to make it, didn't make it, and then he made it. And he came in, and he's making it happen right now, so it's pretty exciting to watch. Uh, people have asked me before, if, if you were going to, if you could pick any coach you wanted to pick and move forward with that coach right now, who would it be? And I think it would be Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I would say so, too. That's a great call. I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, Look, Mike McDaniel, that's a guy that uh, I, I, I didn't know a whole lot about. He's really quirky. and weird. He's one of those guys. He's just got a good football mind. But Shanahan, absolutely, I think that's good. Uh, Matt LaFleur, I'm a big Matt LaFleur fan. You know, I don't know. Well, I know you are. I might be a little biased, you're, you're John. You're a Packer guy. I just, <laughs> I'd be a little biased. Like the, the way that they have in San Francisco adjusted to a variety of things, 
that has been impressive to me. And you're able to, to maintain, able to sustain uh, with him, whether we're talking about quarterbacks. You need to go out there and draft your, your future quarterback and Trey Lance. You finally put him into it this year. He gets injured. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting them wins whenever he's in. He's done maybe for the season. He could return if they go really deep into the postseason here. And then you have, um, you know, Brock Purdy, who comes in as Mr. Irrelevant and takes hold two weeks ago, and it seems like most of the time they don't miss a beat. And I think there's a great deal of influence that comes from your head coach, and especially one like Shanahan that's so offensive-minded. Oh, absolutely. That's where I would go right now if I could choose any head coach in the NFL, I think I'd go there. Yeah, and I think it's a great call. And, and you know, shout out to the, uh, the the front office too, going out and getting a Christian McCaffrey, right? Like yep. that's a that's a big big move, and but it's a move that needed to be made, right? They they, they you know they had some running back issues, and then uh, then they got rid of Jeff Wilson, and now enter uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, again. Adding a big bullet to that gun for the offense, and then a guy like Shanahan. I love the younger coaches, right? Like yeah. these younger coaches that have come in the league in the last five years, they just come in. They, they got a little bit more offensive-minded firepower, which I like to see. Those Saturday games, by the way, the Colts and the Vikings, one o'clock. The start ten a.m. with me. That is the Colts pregame huddle, ten a.m. and one o'clock is the kick from Minneapolis. Colts and Vikings coming up on Saturday. The middle of three NFL games on Saturday features the Lamar. Jacksonless Ravens and the Browns from Cleveland. And then at 815, you've got some heavy snow and some weather to look for. The 10 and 3 Bills host the 8 and 5 Dolphins. We'll see if that uh, weather at all has any effect to the downfield passing game of Tua that has been better than anybody at quarterback in the NFL this year. Absolutely. And again, we talked earlier, uh, he struggled last week, right? I mean, but but they've got, you know what they have, John? They have 2,000-yard receivers. Yeah. And Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah. And Jalen Waddle still has the best touchdown dance out there. I like watching that little Waddle move. But, uh, yeah, they've got the firepower. If that weather, again, I think that's going to be the key to this game, right? If it's, if it's wicked, if it's cold, if it's snowing, uh, that's, that's Buffalo Bill football right there. That is, that is hard to shy away, even with the, the number at seven points as the favorites for the Bills. You consider the weather and that situation. Normally, I wouldn't go the seven, but... To me, I think you can realistically look at it that way because of uh, what Mother Nature may bring to the table on Saturday. Sure, and you know, and again, that's kind of why you have to betting wise, yeah. right? You have to watch and you have to put that into uh, into your mindset when you're betting on these games because that can control a lot of stuff. So you watch it, and again, I think we talked about it not too long ago. Remember that Colts Buffalo game? Call it four or five years ago when they uh, snow was dumping down. They had to come shovel the lines. The uh, uh, every 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 yeah. play they had a chance. And, uh, you know, again, that really controls the game because now you're talking really going to a true running game almost, right? So then you're talking Raheem Mostert and Singletary, right? Yep. So it's, it's those two against each other. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, I think where the Buffalo Bills, uh, and, again, two is a great running quarterback as well, but uh, you've got uh, Josh Allen, man. That guy, that guy can run all over him, so watch out for him. And the analyst, Brent Holverson with us, Larson Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots. It is a Thursday at Coach's Tavern downtown. We'll come back and wrap it up coming up after this and tell you where we're going to be. A brand-new location will add to a Bud Light Blue Friday coming up tomorrow on the southeast side. I'll explain next, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with... 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. JMV. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a I want you to be nice. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Number nine right now, 239-1070. May 26th, the Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. Ludacris will open up for the incredible Janet Jackson. You've seen me a part of Rhythm Nation before. The Janet Tour back in 93. Janet Jackson headlines. Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. Coming up on May the 26th. In fact, I believe Carb Day is that afternoon. And then you can just head on up to Ruoff for Janet Jackson and Ludacris. Number 9 at 239-1070 is going to go on us. Quick yeah, shout out to everybody at Live Nation for that. Kyle and the gang, that is absolutely outstanding right there. Number 9, 239-1070. Janet Jackson, ludicrous May the 26th at Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. I mentioned, too, the Chaparral Sports Bar is our location. I think I was calling it the Blue Chaparral. I think that's what it used to be called. It says here it is the Chaparral Sports Bar, so I will get that right. That's coming up tomorrow, Southeastern Avenue on a Bud Light Blue Friday. I love when we add new places. To our Bud Light Blue Fridays with your chance to win Chargers Colts tickets. That's coming up tomorrow. The Chaparral Sports Bar and Grill, Southeastern Avenue, the southeast side of Indianapolis, on a Bud Light Blue Friday. That is coming up tomorrow. Our friend Christian down at the Brown County Music Center has a show coming up on Saturday as well. Saturday, Starship yes. is there. And, Mickey uh, Thomas in Starship. is. Yeah, Mickey Thomas did, you know, Sarah, and I think Mickey Thomas did... We built this city, I think, yep. too. I know a lot of the 80s stuff. Absolutely. And he, he's got you some tickets, John, so hopefully you're yep. feeling well enough to get down there and bless your presence. I believe yeah. Mickey Thomas did Fooled Around and Fell in Love, too. I know Elvin Bishop was the artist, but I thought Mickey Thomas did that as well. So, no, good time at the Brown County Music Center on Saturday. I tell you what, Christian is one of the greatest guys yes. that you'll ever meet, number one. But uh, number two, the venue down there is one of the best-sounding, the best seats. I think I think they heard that the furthest away is 109 feet or something like that. Yeah. And it holds 2,000 people. There's not a better venue for, for that, not. John. I mean, I hope you have a chance to make it down there. Um, again, it's, it's a great spot to see in beautiful Brown County, Indiana. It's beautiful. All right, and we also had something else to talk about. Our Next, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, Week 16. Week 16, next Thursday, we'll, we, we will be at the world-famous Slippery Noodle. Yep. Go see our friends Cap, Marty, all the gang over there. Uh, Slippery Noodle, next Thursday. Come on out and let's, uh, let's have some Christmas cheer, right, before the holiday. And remember, too, the Chili Cook-Off to benefit Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital. That's on Sunday. you got to have your chili ref in by 12.30, and we'll start the tasting at 2 o'clock on Sunday. That's at Joe's Grill in Castleton. Joe's Grill Castleton. Bring your chili, drop it off, uh, be ready in your in your crock pot. They'll plug it in for you. They'll give you a number. We will be tasting uh, before they open yes. the realms, and it's $5, all-you-can-eat chili. Uh, so after we judge at 2 o'clock, it opens the reins up. So usually 25 different batches of chili. Man, it's a great time. Looking forward to that, John. Yeah, you got that coming up on Sunday. We'd love to see you guys up there. And, again, that benefits Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital. Great job today. Oh, we better do Let's that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. better do that because <laughs> I don't want to get you sick right here. I don't think I'm sick. Hey, listen. 
I made it through like a champ today. You really did. I'm impressed. I made it through like a champ. Just take uh, some shots, drink a little larceny, and we're all feeling good right there. What the doctor ordered, my friend. You got it, buddy. Thank you, Brent. Hey, pleasure, man. Our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, right there. Thank you to Tommy Sutton for having us at the Coach's Tavern. Again, again, this is going to be an outstanding weekend here. IU Kansas coming up on Saturday. You got Purdue and Davidson across the street, Ball State, Illinois State. You got all your sports, Colts and Vikings on in here coming up on Saturday, too. Big weekend here at Coach's Tavern. Zach Siana, outstanding job from you. Cam. Once again, great job engineering. And Eddie Garrison worked double duty today. He worked the noon show and then this show. Kyle Unimark having the craps, I think, is going to be back coming up tomorrow at the Chaparral Sports Bar coming up tomorrow. Bud Light Blue Friday at 3 o'clock Southeastern Avenue. Be there. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fed. Have a great night.